Anchor. You can just submit things on there now. So they can go to Anchor and submit stuff to us? They can submit stuff to us, and we can respond to it. Uh, and it's free. It costs nothing, which is pretty sick. Uh, because before, we were just dumping money into a site that would, you know, hold it ransom. I literally had to pay a different site. I had to pay to get in to download our stuff to put it on Anchor. Really? Yeah, I had to pay uh, like $15 because I let it expire to just get our stuff off and put it up on Anchor. And Anchor will never do that. So, all right. Yeah, we just get it all the time. Do you, do you have the app on there? Can we respond through the app? Yeah, you can download the app. You can respond to the things through there. You can edit your podcast through there. You can like you can record it so you can take it to your friend's house and just record it through your phone and post huh. it instantly. And and anyone that eventually chooses to contact us can contact us through there too. So that's Yeah, you can contact us through there. I like that you can uh it, you just put it on there and it puts it on like Spotify and iTunes and Google for you. I don't know. It's made it a lot easier. That's for sure. Yeah. We were, how many hours a week were you putting into like making sure everything got published before? Do you, do you remember? Um, I mean, not a lot of time, but enough time that it's, you know, it's nice having anchor because it's just easier. Okay. See, and this is a switch that I was told about last time, but I, I didn't know that uh, we could communicate with an actual fan base through it. I think that's pretty cool. Yep. Um, and there's advertisements. Yeah. Don't forget about that. You don't even have to have any listeners. So. Yeah. Um, is it working now? How about now? What about now? Hello. That does look better. All right. And here we are. We're going. Yeah, I guess uh, you'll crop that stuff out. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Cool. Um, welcome to an alcohol-free edition of Cheap Shot Discussions. Welcome. You guys are not gonna get to listen to us get drunk this this week. Um, I did plenty of that at my friend's wedding, and yep. I just need a break. My my liver let me know that it was the wrong thing to do really did your liver actually hurt uh no but my whole body i think my liver hurt this morning right side yeah right I drink, I, yeah drink. i drank a bunch of water and i was like uh hurt so but i i put a couple of things on on our list okay to talk about um and i already kind of brought it up with you at one point but uh, so uh, Jock, Jocko Willink, yes, um, pretty famous podcaster and human being in general. Uh, apparently, he was at the airport today when I was flying back in, and some guy was just like totally man crushing on him. Yeah, just fanboying out. Yeah, and it irritated the fuck out of me because <laughs> um, it's like, yeah, okay, Jocko Willink, that's that's cool, but why are you telling everyone else around you about him? Just go fucking talk to the guy. You know, he seems like a guy that you could talk to. Yeah, definitely. Like, but it was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, he's like over there, he's like two gates down from us, and it's like, dude, grow a pair. Right. 
You know? Just go talk to him. It's not like it's the fucking Jesus came back or whatever, you know? Like, it's not... Yeah. What? Whatever, dude. Like, this guy was just getting on my nerves. He was like... Just... I had to listen to it for, like, 30 minutes while I was waiting to board my plane. Mm. And That's terrible. Yeah. That was at San Diego? Yeah, San Airport. Diego. Yeah. Hmm. Lindbergh Field, I think, is what the name of it is. Okay. Um, so, one of the guys that this dude was talking to about Jocko Willink was a dead ringer for Sean Hannity, man. I'm telling you. Really? Yeah, like, it was Sean Hannity's doppelganger. Really? Yeah, and I was just like, look at this motherfucker over here, dude. <laughs> like, look at this Sean Hannity lookalike. Yeah. Um, And I was like, does this guy know who Sean Hannity is? Like, because he might be talking to Sean Hannity right now about some other guy that Sean Hannity doesn't give a fuck about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so Sean... Uh, um, the the Seanal ganger is what I'll call him I guess uh, he he leaves and he goes and talks to Jocko Willink okay in the, like mid conversation just stops listening to this dude freaking out and just goes and talks to him yeah did you see him uh no I didn't really care to look I mean, yeah like you know it would have been cool to meet him. And stuff, but and you don't really follow his podcaster. Is I, I I don't, but not not just that. Like the way I view it is, these these people are people, you know. Like he's got his own life. He's sitting in the airport waiting for a flight, just like I am. He's got somewhere to be. Right. The last thing he needs is me coming up. That just because I know who he is. Yeah. And like, hey man. How's it going? Like, that's got to be a weird thing for him too, because yeah. he's been he's been doing his business, which is called Third Echelon. He goes around and trains people. He did that way before he started promoting it. Then he starts promoting it, ex Navy SEAL, and everyone knows who he is, and he doesn't know. He's like, yeah, nice nice to meet you, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and and so my wife and I were talking about this on on the plane ride back, and uh, she was like. Yeah, it, it's got to be very weird for him because he's running into people constantly that know more about him than he does about any of them. Yeah. Like, at all. Yeah. And it's just, I wouldn't want somebody doing that to me, so I'm not going to do it to him. Right. And yeah, and he's big. Too. I mean, he's been on Rogan two two times. Yeah. And so he has a huge following. I, I was actually more interested in this uh, Sean Hannity lookalike. Like, I, I swear to God, guys, this guy was a dead ringer for Sean Hannity. Even the bad haircut? Yeah, bad haircut. Like, it, like this dude looked like how Sean Hannity would look if he was taking a golf vacation in, in like, the subtropics. Okay. Like, <laughs> like baby powder blue polo shirt. Yeah, like khaki shorts. Oh god, tennis shoes. Like. Yeah, just and he had like the little fucking like white stripe in his hair and everything, man. It looked exactly fucking like him. <laughs> That's funny. And I was more curious about that guy's story. 
It's like, because I know who Jocko Willink is, and I'm going to leave him alone because, like, he's just sitting there trying to mind his own business. But this Sean Hannity guy, I was, like, kind of interested in him. Oh, fuck. So I went to my friend's wedding, and uh, I was the best man. I had to give a speech, and the closer and closer the time for my speech got, the more and more people were bothering me about, like, if my speech was ready or not. Yeah. And I felt like these people just completely lacked confidence in my ability to give a speech. And so I kind of called them out at the beginning of my speech. Oh, really? Yeah. What did you say? I was like, um, people keep asking me about this speech thing. Apparently, I'm supposed to give a speech. I had no idea about it at all. Like, this is total news to me. Yeah. First time I'm hearing about it right now was when I got asked to talk. <laughs> and <laughs> my buddy who's getting married, I can hear him chuckling over my shoulder because he knows me. And he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's exactly what I was expecting out of Dallas, you know? Yeah. Um, and then uh, there was like a little inside joke. I wasn't even privy to it. Uh, but the other groomsmen were like, yeah, we, we all got drunk last night and we played this game. And somebody's uh, code name in the game was Wompy Wompy. And Wompy they had Wompy. like the person would not fess up to who it was. Yeah. And um, apparently Wompy Wompy was kicking ass in this game. Yeah. And was like upsetting a lot of people. And uh, my buddy Steve was like, damn you, Wompy Wompy. And he still didn't know who Wompy Wompy was. And so before I started speaking, after I did my little like, I had no idea I was supposed to give a speech right now. I just turned and looked my friend straight in the eye and go, Wompy Wompy. In front of like two hundred people. <laughs> Wait, were you were you Wompy Wompy? No. Oh, okay. But he thinks I was. That's funny. <laughs> he breaks down, starts laughing. He's the only person there laughing. Like, no one else knows what's going on. It's it's. That's funny. And how did you meet him? Uh, he was my roommate a while back when I was in the Navy. Uh, he was a civilian. Uh, we rented a house together, and. He kind of got me like, I was already kind of into rock climbing, but he got me like way into it. And ever since then, I've been broke. So thank you, Steve. Um, but yeah, uh, and he, I, I honestly, I probably spent thousands of hours with this guy on the side of cliffs outside of living with him. Yeah. You know, like um, I, I spent a lot of time with him on the mountain you know yeah and it wasn't broke back mountain you guys it wasn't any of that going on Mm-mm. none of that just just going uh just going climbing and you know killing it uh that way but yeah he he really uh is the person that gave me a passion for climbing and uh for whatever reason he thought i was good enough to be his best man i hope i didn't disappoint but as well, soon you as did the speech. speech. What? You did the speech. So. Yeah, and as soon as it was over, everyone was like, hey, your speech was actually pretty good. And I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's the bar? <laughs> <laughs> and I spent the next four hours of my life double fisting drinks. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the wedding was, it, it, went, it went pretty well. Uh, my buddy Steve was 
really nervous at the beginning of it, but uh, I told him, you know, like just based on the experience of my own wedding, your groomsmen and I am here and like Lauren's got all of her bridesmaids and stuff mm-hmm. here. Like we're here to handle any issues that come up, dude. Just like focus on getting through the night and enjoying yourself. And I said, and then I told him like, besides that, once the ceremony starts, it's going to be 11 PM before you know it. Yeah. And he's like, really? And I was like, yeah, dude, it's going to fly by so fucking fast. Yeah. Like you won't even be aware of what time it is. Like, it's all of a sudden it's going to be over and you're going to be like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> all this money. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and that's pretty much, I think what happened for him. I haven't talked to him yet. I'm letting him do his thing. I had to turn around and come back like basically right after the wedding. Right. Uh, I went to my hotel room, slept. I got a safe ride back to the hotel room. Don't worry about that. Ladies and gentlemen, or probably like the one person that we have listening to us. Yeah. Uh, got a safe ride back to the hotel room. Went to sleep almost immediately. Woke up. Got to the airport. Came back to Salt Lake. So there is uh, one thing that's been bothering me. Yeah. Quite okay. a bit. Okay. Um, Ready to hear this? And of course, who else would it be with? Other than my mother, because, you know, I have this whole Freudian thing going on. But um, I go to help her every once in a while, especially since she's divorced now. Her ex-husband, his his name's John, uh, he was a really decent guy. Never did anything to me to, like, cause me to think that he was anything else but a good person. Yeah. Um, my mom, on the other hand, is fucking nuts, and, uh, my wife, who has the credentials to, like, diagnose people with mental illness, has diagnosed my mom with borderline personality disorder, and, you know, I guess with people that have borderline personality disorder, it's a, it's an all-in or all-out relationship with them. Period. Like, things are going great, or they're not going at all. And uh, so, my that's how my mom is. That's how she's been ever since I was a kid. She doesn't talk to parts of her family anymore. Like, all, all sorts of crazy shit. But she got divorced from, from my stepdad. Uh, this was a guy that I was, I felt pretty close to. And she refuses to say his name like he's fucking Voldemort or something. Really? Like saying his name's gonna conjure him up and like, <laughs> like she she, she refers to him as as the husband. And I'm like, you spent ten years of your life with this guy. Yeah. Why can you not say his fucking name? Right he now? who shall not be named. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, he's not fucking Voldemort. Right. You know, like it's not Sauron from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Just say his name. Just say it, yeah. You lived with this guy for 10 fucking years. Yeah. Why can you not say his name? She still refers to my dad, a person she's been divorced from for like probably close to 20 some odd years, Mm -hmm. as the sperm donor. Really? Yes. 
Wow. And I have a good relationship with my father. Yeah. It, like, it's, it, that is how she operates, and it drives me fucking nuts. Yeah. Like, I, I can't fucking wrap my head around it. Like, I have an ex. Um, her name's Ashley. I won't tell you her, her last name, but, like, her name's Ashley. Right. She's I'm looking not here. around. She's, like, saying her name didn't bring her here. She in there? No. Okay, cool. Uh, I mean, yeah. And <laughs> yeah, she wasn't in there. Like, <laughs> you know, uh, or, or Hillary. She's not – check the closet. She in there? Nope. Nope? Okay. Like, there. I, don't, I don't fucking get it, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I don't get it either. No. That's a weird thing. Yeah. Like, and, and the fact that she's trying to be, like, funny or cute with it by saying husband. That's a word that just like that's a word that doesn't need to exist. Yeah. First of all, and and second of all, the fact that it does exist makes me sick. It sounds like a hipster term. It does. And I guess if that's what my mom's going for, a fifty-six-year-old hipster, then I she's nailed accom- it. Like she's accomplishing it very well. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah, man. So how did uh, the weekend go with you being here by yourself? It went pretty good at first, and then I did something I'm not proud of. What's that? Oh, God. Okay, here we go. So yesterday, I started doing my podcast, Could You Please, with Caden Thompson. And, you know, get my drink on. And this is a big reason I got to slow down on the drinks, dude. Okay. This is a big, 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 big reason. This was worse than, uh, this was worse than what you messaged that girl <laughs> that one time. Which girl? Which time? When you asked her if she had a stroke. <laughs> this was worse than that. I got if so you're drunk. wondering about the stroke thing, it's on episode one of this podcast. I got so drunk that I sent unsolicited dick pics to people I knew. To people you know. To people that I have dated and know. Okay. I, I woke... didn't get one, so. No, 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 no. They were all women. I woke up in the morning and I was like, Oh my Jesus Christ, I did that. <laughs> Any responses? Yes. Actually, so the girl that I, I won't say her name, but the girl I very first dated, we didn't have any sort of sexual relationship at all, yeah. ever. And it was just like out of the middle of, I was feeling so, I, I was gaming, I was feeling confident. I had so many drinks. It's the orange juice and vodka is what it is. The screwdrivers. Yeah, the antioxidants really got to me, made me really confident. And so I text her, I'm like, Check Snapchat. I have something to show you. <laughs> and guess what it was? She opened it and she was like, she messaged back almost to me. She was like, well, that's a different side of you. She's like, I was not expecting to get that at all. And then I said something after that. And then she was like, it just really caught me off guard, LOL. But I did that to like three or four people. And uh, Very yeah. good. That's why I got to slow down on the drinking. I can't control it, man. Uh, I can't control it. I mean, I think you just need me here to mitigate. Probably. Like, That's probably what it is. And I don't do that. I've never done that before. So when I did that, the next day I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I drank way too much. To, for me, it was acceptable. For, to me, I was doing them a favor. You know what I mean? But I don't think they saw it that way. Yeah. That's okay. None of them unfriended me. So. That's good. There you go. And one I'm of them assuming haven't, a couple of them have seen it before. So. Yeah, well, one of them has not. Squat Chick was one of them I sent it to. Has not opened it yet. 
And I was going to go in and be like, hey, you might want to delete that message before you open it, but now I was just going to let her. Just now let I was just going to let, let it ride out. Because <laughs> here's the thing, man. If you're not talking to any of them, I was like, in my drunken mind, I was like, okay, I'll risk it. The worst that can happen is they won't talk to me. Yeah. And if it's already that way now, fuck it. <laughs> so I went for it. Yeah. Not proud of it, but it happened. Yeah. Well, I think you just need somebody here to make sure you don't do stuff like that. So maybe you sh- just shouldn't drink alone. Yeah, that's probably right. And I'm not like a depressive drunk either. I'll, I'll sit here and have a fun time. I'm, I'm gaming with people. I'm doing the podcast, you know. And then mistakes are made. <laughs> Relationships are severed. <laughs> and we move on. That's all you can do. I, I'm just a little hurt that I didn't get one. I mean, I, I'll tell you, this morning I had to go double check to make sure I didn't send it to like my mom or like... Could you imagine, dude? Could you imagine how that would go? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't even want to imagine that. I, I wouldn't even know how to get a hold of my exes at this point. Really? In the game. Like, uh, there's one that I still talk to, but it's, like, through Facebook. And she's married. She has a kid. You know, we're, like, completely separate people. We don't even run in the same groups anymore. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't even know how to go about trying to get my my penis out there for others to see. Fuck, my wife barely wants to look at it most of the time. It's, the, it's <laughs> a damn Snapchat. If that was gone. I don't have Snapchat on my phone. Good move. It's a good move. I deleted it after I got fired. It's a piece of shit app. I hate that app. Then why do you use it? Because that's what everyone uses. Really? Yeah. Almost everyone uses Snapchat as, like, the main talk to. Like, besides you, I don't think anyone else texts me. Which really? I, I prefer text messages. Um, I prefer phone calls. Yeah, I do. I, I prefer phone calls, too. Um, but Snapchat, it's, it's a way for people to commit to saying a message, but they don't have to open it right away. They don't have to respond right away. So, but a phone call, you know, you have to deal with it, like, right then. Yeah, and so, like, the other day... I got back from uh, my clinical. I got back early because they let us out early. And um, I was super grateful for that because I had, my, I had to fly out the next day. I still had some packing and stuff I had to do. But I'm, like, fucking tired. Yeah. Like, by the time I got home, I've already been up for 14 hours. Just when you got home today? Like, no, like, at, during clinical. Mm, mm. Um, I got home at, like, 4 p.m. I'd already been up for 14 hours, you know. Uh, usually I'm up for 14 hours by the time I end clinical. Yeah. And get home, I've been up for like 16. Right. Uh, but I'm like, okay, I got home early. I know I have to pack still, but it's only 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm going to take a fucking nap. Yeah. And I try to take a nap, and my mom calls me. Oh. And it turns into a half-hour-long thing where I'm just like listening to her talk about bullshit that doesn't matter. Yeah. And I barely said maybe like three actual words that weren't, "Uh uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like they still keep talking. Yeah. And I mean, it was honestly a half hour of me just like, I would have preferred to like have been trying to talk to a deaf person. Yeah. That's a hard thing to do too. 
But, yeah, I mean, it was just, uh, uh, man, that just irritates the hell out of me. It's because I feel like when that happens, people don't have any respect for your time yeah. as a person. Right, you know? yeah. Like, if I'm calling somebody and it's not my wife, like, Liz and I can talk for on the phone forever for about, like, nothing. Yeah. But... That's us. If I call you, if that conversation lasts more than five minutes, it's it's unnecessary at that point. Right. It's to coordinate a meetup, pretty much. Yeah. Like, hey, you want to go do this? Let's meet here. Cool. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Exactly. And I, I know my mom grew up in a different time. I, I mean, hell, I grew up in a different, completely different time than what we have now. Like, yeah. Text messaging didn't exist when I got my first cell phone. Yeah. Um, I didn't get one until I was 19, I think. But even even then, like, I got one when I was, like, probably 17. I was in high school. Okay. Text messaging didn't exist. Yeah. It was literally, I had, like, a phone, and it had, like, Snake on it as a game, and it could call people. And, like, right. that yeah. was it. The battery, yeah. like, you could leave it unplugged for, like, three and a half weeks. And yeah, it'd and be it, totally and, good. And it'd be like completely fine. I miss that. I uh, do miss that. Um, but yeah, like back then I would call somebody and we would talk for a long time. We'd have a full on conversation over the phone, but that, that was kind of like part of life back then. Now it's not, it's not like a social norm to do that anymore. It's not right. okay. Yeah. Yeah. My mom, dude, my mom. She called me for like 40 minutes. I was at the coffee shop and she like, like, thanks for wasting half my day. Well, no, I called her, but the thing is like, I'll call her several times and then she will just not respond. And then when she finally gets a hold of me, it's like, Oh, I'm, I haven't seen you in forever. I wish I could see you. I wish you, I wish you lived closer. I wish all this We're coming up Wednesday. I was like, cool. You're going to come see me. Like, I don't know if we'll have time. I'm like, well, you, then why, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah. You keep talking about like not <laughs> seeing me and I'm like, okay, I'm here. You're going to be in Salt Lake. They're like, yeah, but we just want to get home because we have to work the next day. Uh, I'm like, well then don't, don't cry every phone call that we have. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Call me crazy. Speaking of Idaho, we should run up there in the next week or so and mm. get, get a bottle. Yeah. Um, Blanton's. Yeah. Just don't let me drink any of it. You can have some. I don't know that I want any. I got to be careful, man. After yesterday, I got to be careful. I'm very... I'll I'll hold your hand. I'm very, very... I'll uh, hold your hand. Very, very cautious with that. We'll get through it together. Don't worry. But now that I realize, like, the... the, I'll be your Virgil, guiding you through the pits (laughs) of hell. This podcast is the first one I think I have not drank, like, drinking during the podcast and I feel like I have nothing to say. So therefore I feel like it's a problem. <laughs> no, I, I don't think so. Uh, you know, I, I feel like I'm struggling to come up with material too, but, uh, I, I really think it's just, um, part of that is this is still a new environment. This is our second recording in this space. Yeah. Uh, Oh, you should see my recording recording from yesterday, dude. I didn't give a fuck. Well, it's like making weird faces and like noises and all that. But, uh, I mean like, yeah, it, 
the whole premise behind it was for us to get drunk and just talk about bullshit, though. Yeah, that like, is true. I just can't. Like yeah, when we started it, I gotta be with somebody. Otherwise, I don't regulate myself, and I'll just keep going. But I never get to the point. Like I said, I'll never be at the point where I'll fall down, blackout. I've never gotten to that point. Yeah. Just where I make stupid decisions. Yeah. Stupid social decisions. I'll say stuff to people I don't mean to say. Okay. Well. I do that without being drunk. Yeah. So, <laughs> I guess, uh, I, I don't know. Do I, like, how am I when I'm drunk? You're fine. I haven't seen you, like, drunk, drunk, except the one time at the Belge. And maybe the time with Richie, because you were laying on the ground. Uh, I don't remember this. Yeah, you were just laying on the ground being like, Richie, you're going to have to drive. <laughs> <laughs> But that's the most drunk. It, you only just slur your words, and you'll like you'll slur your words, and you're just more giggly. It's nice. about it. I'm a happy drunk. Yes, which I think I am too. I just get really confident too. I get too confident when I get too drunk. So I'll say things to people as if I'm freaking Keanu Reeves. Dude, so speaking of Keanu Reeves. Yeah. If you had replaced Jocko Willink today with Keanu Reeves, I would have lost my shit. You would have went over there, though. Yeah, yeah. It's the only difference. You wouldn't have talked about it for 30 minutes. Well, it's Keanu. Should I go over? Keanu's so cool. Let me show you this YouTube video of him. He's like, but he's over there. That's what the guy was doing. Yeah. He was like pulling him up on his phone. He's like, check out his podcast and all the books he's written. Yeah. And it's like, go fucking talk to him, dude. Right. (laughs) But yeah, if it had been Keanu... So the thing, what I know of Keanu and like how he takes the subway to work every day um, and whatnot, I'm sure he would be in an airport on a regular flight with everyone else. He'd probably be in first class, but he'd be on a regular flight with everyone else. Right. You know? Uh, Yeah, that was... It's just a weird thing. It's a weird thing that we do that kind of stuff. Yeah. When I went to the liquor store, some guy, I don't know if it was from Instagram or what, but the guy kept just talking to me yeah. and he knew me and then really? he added me on steam and I was like so off put by it that it just seemed like I couldn't imagine what these guys go through that, that have like famous, act- famous. Yeah, have an actual following. But then I realized if we get an actual following with this, I don't know that I'll like that. People just coming up to you and being like, oh, I, I, I watch your podcast. I listen to these episodes. Like, okay, that's cool. Um, like, I don't, know, I don't really know how to respond to that kind of stuff. You, you need to start thinking about it now. Because, I mean, I don't know if this will ever turn into anything that great or spectacular, but what you should do is try to just like plan ahead and think of like generalized responses like, Oh, thanks for the support. Yeah. (laughs) You know, or what did you like about it? Like, what don't you like about it? But I mean, imagine having somebody come up to you and be like, how's your mom doing Dallas? That you just don't know. I'd tell them. Really? Okay. Yeah. But that's who I am as a person. Or they just come up to you and say, I was listening to this story about this, 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 and this. It's like they know your life and you don't know them. That's so that's strange to me, but it's the yeah. public eye. Like, right? It's something you have to kind of get used to, I think. Yeah, and 
Yeah. So, but I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm the kind of person that like, if I don't want to talk to somebody, I just won't talk to them. Yeah. Or if they come up and ask me a question, like we've talked about it before on the, on this podcast, like I'll go to the gas station. Hey, how's everything going today? Could be better. Yeah. And like people don't know what to do with that. Cause you didn't give them a candid answer. Good. And you good. Yeah. yeah. And it's like. You know, if, if somebody came up to me and was like, hey, how's stuff with your mom going? I'd be like, same shit, different day, bro. Like, yeah. What part of it do you want to hear about? <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I, uh, I, I won't know until I get there, if I ever get there. But I, I'd like to think that I'd just be me. Yeah. You know, I think the first couple of them are weird, would be weird. Like they, they genuinely know who you are. Like, Hey man, I watched this. I watch your podcast. I, I love, I love this story about you doing this. Or like when you got fired from the thing, like, and you've never had a conversation with them before in your life. Well, and I mean, that would be weird, but realizing where it's coming from, I wouldn't be like completely freaked out by it. If someone did that to me now, like yeah. if I went to the store later tonight and somebody was like, dude, I listened to your podcast, blah, 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 you know, or not. If they didn't even say I listened to your podcast, be like, so like, how's things with Inner Mountain going? Right. Yeah. Like okay. I would be freaked the fuck out because like I didn't say anything to this person. But if it happened to me on a, re- a regular enough basis, yeah, you just kind of, I'd, 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 I'd assume that it was from this. Yeah, well, that would make sense. I just think, like, what if you got 10 calls one night? You're like, what the fuck? All these people are calling me, and they're like, is this Dallas? Oh, my God. Is this? Like, if they were doing that, and then you find out, like, your number leaked somewhere. And then so people knew your address. They would maybe show up at your house because that's happened. I know some podcasters that they've, like, knocked on their door and been like, ah. Oh. So if that happens, you will be greeted with a gun. Yeah. I, I'm not even going to lie. Like that's creepy. If, if, if you want to, to say hi to me, that's fine. If, if you want to meet up with, with myself, I'm not going to speak for Caden, but myself, that's fine too. If I have time to do it, I will set something up with you. Do it through our email. If yeah. you show up at my house for, and like, you're not my mailman or like the Amazon delivery guy or whatever. Yeah. If you show up at my house and I don't know who the fuck you are and you just start trying to talk to me like we're best friends, I'm going to shut the door in your face or I'm going to answer the door with a gun if you're sitting there like pounding down my door and I look out and you, I don't know who the fuck you are. Yeah. That's a creepy thought. Like, and the rest of it's on you at that point because... Like I mean, you, I, yeah. I'm forewarning you right now. There's three things that'll happen. I'll just shut the door, and if you don't leave, I'll call the cops. I'll call the cops for, first up and never answer the door, or you will be greeted with a far, firearm in my hand. Like, because you're not welcome here at my place. You're not welcome here. Now, if you want to meet up with me, like, down the street at the Beans and Brew or at Sunset or fucking, like, or if you run into me and I'm, like, out around town and you run into me. Someone follows you into the bathroom to say hello. What do you do? 
continue using the bathroom. Yeah, if, like they just come in there and just start striking up a conversation. Like, dude, can you can this wait? I, I, that's honestly, what I would say. I'd be like, can, can I, we have a conversation outside of the bathroom? <laughs> you, you, you know, I mean, you've been around me. Like, I, I piss with the door wide open. Yeah. Yeah, you don't care about re- that. Regardless of who's around. Yeah. Um, if it were more socially acceptable, I'd probably shit with the door wide open. Yeah. Regardless of who's around. Right. If somebody follows me into the bathroom and is trying to strike up a conversation, if they're interrupting my flow, like me breaking the seal, so to speak, then I'll be like, hey. Give me pull, some space. Give me some space. But if I'm like midstream and they're like, oh, dude, it's you. Yeah, it's me. Yeah. Speaking of which, speaking of that, <laughs> at my work, some dude keeps pissing all on the ground. Like in front of the urinal. There's just a puddle. I can like, him. It, it fucking pisses me off. It's deaf. They're deaf. They're not blind. So what's the problem? So um, I'm gonna pull a little gem that I saw on a porta potty in Kyrgyzstan out for you. Okay. Anyone can piss on the floor. It takes a true hero to piss on the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that guy's tried. It's every day. There's a puddle. Like you can't do use you that urine. Do you only have the one bathroom? Uh, well, I have to walk all the way down the hall to the other one. So oh my like, God. You have I know. to fucking walk. I know. But I mean, there's the other little urinal, but the, by the time I get in there, I don't even think about it. I'll just look down. I'm like, oh, I'm stepping in piss right now. Awesome. That's cool. It needs to be, a t- I want to hunt that person down. We talked about it in our department. They're like, they're, everyone's pissed off about it. I'm like, okay, look, I used to work in security. I know what we got to do. We're each going to take 30 minutes, but every 30 minutes, one of us is going to go to the bathroom. You're going to see what time that happened. And if we can get three days where it's around the same time period, we just go a little bit before then and catch the motherfucker. (laughs) You know how I would retaliate? Hmm. Leave a floater in the urinal. I'm sure that guy wants to do it. Well, when I was in core school, we had the phantom shitter. Yeah. There's a guy that would do that all the time in the core school bathrooms, dude. Leave a fucking floater right in the urinal and it, it, it's it's so like masochistic too because it's all of the students like the e3s and below that are having to fucking clean up the bathrooms anyway so yeah. unless this dude was like a chief or an officer that just thought it was fucking hilarious to make all of the junior enlisted mess with his shit yeah if it was another junior enlisted person, he's like doing it to himself and his own friends. Like that. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have janitors in the military. You are the janitor. Yeah. 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 Like (laughs) here's a question for you. Have you ever worried that you're retarded and no one has told you, you ever had that thought in your head? I've never had that concern. Um, with my friends, I feel like they would have said something, but maybe they're yeah. just too nice. I heard that on a podcast. I'm like, have you ever had the fear that you're retarded and everyone's too afraid to tell you? Or you just couldn't comprehend it? Like, every job you've ever had was because your parents, like, fucking went behind the scenes <laughs> and, like, talked to people. Like, please, please. That would be, that would be, and you didn't find out until, like, 28 to 32. And someone finally tells you, like... Dude, you're mentally handicapped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it'd be like the end of that uh, 
Oh, shit. What's that movie where the guy thinks he's solving an FBI crime, but he's just insane in the shed? Oh, uh, Shutter Island? No, 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 no. That, that too. That's a good example, too. But there's an old film where this guy thinks that he's getting all these classified documents in the mail, and he goes, he thinks he's solving some big mystery, and it turns out that he's just freaking loony. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. I've never uh, seen I'll have that. to find out what it is. Um. That'd yeah. be awful. That'd be the worst thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. Shutter Island was a that that's a mind fuck, dude. A mind fuck and a half. That's one of my favorite films. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. You do. You don't even see it coming. And the very end is like, yeah, yeah. He, he, Go watch it. Yeah. Uh, it's old enough. I mean, he's freaking in in an insane asylum, and he doesn't know. Yeah. He thinks he's a freaking reporter or something, he or a detective. Thinks, he thinks he's a detective investigating somebody, and it's like. No, he was just a patient the whole time, and then they're gonna give him a lobotomy unless he can, unless he can change his control. ways. Yeah. Yeah. And they like let him run through this scenario over and over again, thinking it'll cure him once he figures it out at the end. And it's like the next day, it's just the same fucking thing over. That's a good film. I if, like that one. If you think we're giving spoilers, fuck you. The movie's been out for like over 10 years. 2011 or something like that. Yeah, it's been out for a fucking minute. Mm -hmm. So, Get over it. Yeah, get over it. Um, I am going to do something, though. I want to show you guys how our little studio looks now. We were, keep in mind, this isn't the best, but we were in the corner of his apartment before we got this put together. Yes. So now you're going to get a guided tour. Here it is. This is it. And it's pretty nice. All the sound gets canceled out. We got some uh we got some room. And yeah. We actually have a little props and we actually have a ta- full-size table that we can have people. So it's pretty fun. And I will set you guys back down. There you go. That's about right. Yeah. Yep. That looks good. Cool. So, yeah, the video one's nice because uh, you don't have to put ads over it. Yeah. The audio one has the ads, but, um, yeah, hopefully this expands the audience because a lot of people like to watch video podcasts. So. Well, let's pause this for a second. Uh, okay. Just a second, guys. Because uh, if that's the case, I want to show them what it's really like here. All right. So uh, the idea is, I guess uh, this is our first official video recording. So uh, we want you guys to stay tuned and not be bored by us. So what we've done is we've gone and acquired a bottle of BR Rothschild Vodka 100 proof. This shit straight up. It's hairspray. Smells like rubbing alcohol. Yep. Yeah, take, there you go. There's your cheap shot. It is, it is. It tastes like rubbing alcohol. It'll put hair on your chest. And I, I think got, the only thing this is good for is degreasing engines. Yeah. No, that's um, a that's a mixing alcohol right there. Uh, it, that is rough. It's 100 proof. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and we've mixed it with some Diet Mountain Dew because we don't have money to go buy beer or um, break into my good stuff until yeah. I can replace it. Right. And so we're going to try to get a little bit tipsy just for the sake of continuity moving over into the uh, video streaming. And I will not pull my dick out. Yes, I will make sure that he doesn't. And he knows that this is not an idle threat. I will punch him in said dick if it comes out of his pants. I've done it before. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah, I got to be careful. Dude, I think oh. if if you if you were to go back, let's say you, before you were married. Okay. And you had unlimited money, would you have been a party kid? No. Really? No. You wouldn't have been a big... I, that's my big fear. I feel like I would be drinking, just having fun all the time. Like, like people that knew me from the podcast, I would be the guy to be like, let's go down to the Republican because everyone knows you and you're like the most popular person there. Yeah, I no, I wouldn't have been that way. I don't know how I would have been, but it definitely wouldn't have been that way. Yeah. Because before I was married, I didn't drink at all. Oh, really? Oh, that's right. Like, so you were, what, what age did you first drink then? It's probably twenty four. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I waited to I waited till twenty one. Till uh, it was legal. I didn't have a sip. Not like even after I turned twenty one. On my twenty first birthday I didn't buy any alcohol. Yeah. So Yeah, I, I waited a little after twenty one twenty first like, birthday. Uh maybe I was like twenty three. I think I was twenty three. Do you remember what your first beer was? No. First drink at all? You you don't remember it? No. Mine was Guinness in a can. It was so shit. I was like, why do people drink this? Um, then I had Jack Daniels after that. So making good life decisions. Yeah, I took seven shots, did not get drunk the first time. I was like, I don't get it. A little bit tired. Went to bed, got up the next day. I was like, let's try it again tonight. Had like three shots, blitzed. I didn't know what was going on. Uh, yeah, Jack Daniels, man. The military ruined that one for you, huh? Everyone, everyone in the fucking military uh, drinks Jack Daniels and Coke because that's all they can fucking afford. Yeah. And it's really sad. I'd rather have this than Jack and Coke. This yeah. is cheaper. This, that together will last you a week. Well, the Mountain Dew won't. You get two two liters and one of the half gallons. That'll last you a week. And that costs 12 bucks. Yep. No, it's 16 for the half, half gallon. But still... Yeah, this shit, like, the Mountain Dew isn't really doing much to mask the taste, but yeah. it's there. Um, I'm used to it. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> Let me hang out with Cody enough, man. He gets you into the, he gets you used to it. He gets you into that fucking pop-pop well, no, five-gallon bucket. He does Tito's, so that's okay. that's respectable that, at least. That is respectable. Um, and that's that's his like bare minimum. Like he's the thing with Cody is that's as low as he'll go. He's a high-functioning alcoholic. Like he will be the guy that drinks every night, but gets up in the morning and is there on time. Does his job fucking great, and goes then he home and goes drinks again. exactly. Yeah. yeah, yep. And Tito's is like his baseline, but he gets like expensive Japanese whiskeys and. Hmm. He's got a real taste for alcohol. He likes it a lot. Well, we need to have him on. 
Yeah, no, he was a good guest, actually. He had a lot of cool stuff to say. I, he explained the difference between all different types of alcohol to me, like where they're made, why they have their heritage, blah, so, blah, blah. I unintentionally drank a blend this weekend, which is just sad for me because that's normally something I don't do. I had a nice um, cup of bourbon sitting in my glass and it was during the photos for my friend's wedding and my buddy his my buddy that was getting married his brother doesn't drink but we were doing like a a picture of like toasting yeah the 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 bride and groom and so somebody pull, poured him a cup of rye and w was like here just like use this for the picture yeah and uh at the end of it he was like he came up to me. He's like, hey, did you try this rye? I was like, yeah, it's all right. And he just poured it in my glass. Oh, and damn it. And he fucking mixed the rye and the bourbon together. And it's like, I mean, technically it's a blend. But I was like, dude, you just gave me a sucker punch. You know, like, I don't know if that's a real thing, but. Was it good at least? It got the job done. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it it wasn't what I wanted. I, I had a I had a decent cup of Woodford Reserve, uh, which is a pretty good mid level um, bourbon. Yeah. Like, uh, it's got a lot of spice and like kick on the back end, but it's a pretty good bourbon, and uh, it's what my buddy drinks. And so I was like trying to stick with the spirit of like you know camaraderie with my buddy, and somebody else showed up with a bottle of rye and you know both of those bottles brand new were gone by the time the ceremony started yeah yeah how many people were drunk like up there like part of the like participating in the ceremony a lot yeah yeah we we hit it well okay um oh so you were drunk too like you were pretty I, drunk. I, I was i was starting to feel it a little bit and then got okay. through the ceremony and uh then drank a couple more and got through my toast, and then I just went fucking ham and yeah, zero restrictions. Yeah, so. I mean, you've seen me. I think you've seen me pretty damn drunk before. Yes. How you do threw I? Up. Okay. Yes, but but before I get to that point, how would you describe me? Like when I came to your birthday party, I know I was really drunk then. I get loud. You do. I I get loud, but I also like try to have fun, or I'll like just be goofy. Yeah. You mean you're able to maintain like a good social presence. Okay. You're not like you're not, hey uh, like well you're not like that and you're you don't get like overtly loud. You know you you're able to usually stay in the context of what's going on. Yeah. Is that Uzi? Yeah, wasn't he in here? I thought he was. That's weird. Well, I guess my dog's trying to rape his Uzi. dog right now. Uzi. That's here, just fucking bizarre. Come on, there we go. Yeah, my dog was trying to rape his dog. Smiley's trying to get in his balloon knot, and it's yeah. not going to happen. Yep. It might happen, but I doubt it. Not Who's, today. Not today. Not today. We have, a, we have a piece of the Berlin Wall here. Yep. I don't know how many people had to die to put that on the table, but... <laughs> eh. It's here. Yeah, it's here. I... I can't remember where I picked that up at in Germany, but I've got it. So, yeah. Um, and then I've got a little uh, lighter that looks like a KGB hand grenade. 
So, yeah, we're slowly... Uh, just respectable things. Yeah, just uh, slowly getting some shit put together out here. Yeah, um, I don't know. Like, I, I've seen quite a few of my friends just fucking shit-faced. Yeah. And um, my buddy Simon, he's he takes his clothes off. Really? Like, he's one of the ones that, like, sh- like yeah. It, I never, ever would have thought that. Yeah, he, like, he starts taking his pants off. He keeps his underwear on for, to everyone's excitement, he keeps his underwear on. But mm-hmm. he gets, like, really hot and flushed, and he's like, it's too hot in here. It's too hot in here. And he, he just starts stripping. Okay, so he does that. He's not, like, the guy who just rips off his clothes and, like, runs up and down the street for fun? No, he's, okay. he's okay. just like, oh, it's getting too hot in here. Shirt comes off, and then you know, like if he continues to drink, the the shoes and the socks, and then eventually the pants, and usually before the underwear comes off, he winds up going to sleep. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I've never ever done that before. That's funny. You've never come across that before. Well, everybody, everyone has their different things when they drink. So I had a buddy in the Navy. His name's Michael Nelms. I'm calling you out, my friend. <clears throat> uh, I had a party. It was right after Liz moved back here um, before I was able to leave. So I was, like, in San Diego for, like, four months on my own. Okay. And so, like, two weeks after Liz moved back here to look for a job in housing, I invited a bunch of my Navy friends over, and they're like, oh, dude, let's play beer pong. I didn't have beer pong. Like used hard liquor? I didn't have beer. Yeah, so we used, like, I think vodka and cranberry juice. In the cups, and my buddy Nelms, uh, Mikey, got fucking done. Yeah. Like, gone. Beyond gone. Yeah. Um, to the point where there was literally a bathroom 10 feet away from him, and he walked out my front door and pissed in my front yard. Really? Yeah. He didn't remember it either? Probably? Probably not. And then a bunch of us were sitting there like trying to play like a guitar hero or some shit in my living room. And he stood in front of the TV and whipped his dick out and was like shaking it in front of everyone. Um, there were females present. Uh, what did they do? What did they do? Yeah, how did they react to that? Everyone just started yelling at him. Really? Yeah. Like, That's funny. Fucking put it away, man. Uh, and, and my buddy Tim... Uh, he started to sober up so he could make sure my house didn't get destroyed for me. Yeah. And uh, he stayed there until the next day. And I woke up the next day to find Michael Nelms sleeping on my couch with two giant pots from my kitchen underneath him just in case he decided to hurl. It's a smart move. Yeah. I wish someone would have done that for me at Alex's house. But to be fair, I was a dumbass and I drank a lot before I ate. And then I ate uh, fettuccine Alfredo. (laughs) Yeah. I just remember that. Like, we were sitting there. Everyone was talking. It was like having a good You were just about to leave. I was about to leave. Um, We went outside. Everyone had, like, a cigarette. We came back inside. I was saying goodbye to everybody. And you just, like, stood up. You threw up onto the coffee table. I hiccuped a little bit, and I didn't know I threw up. And you're like, dude, you just threw up. And I was like, I did? And then it just went everywhere. 
and we were like yelling at you to get to the bathroom because you just stopped like mid tracks so you didn't know what the fuck to do. Yeah, that was my like, that was the worst drunk I've ever been. You, you, yep. you, it's like you forgot like how to throw up properly. Yeah, and not make a mess. But it's crazy because I remember that. That's the drunkest I've ever been, but I remember it until I went into the bathroom. I fell asleep. <laughs> I remember waking back up and Alex was taking my shirt off. Because he was actually really nice about it. He, like, washed my clothes while I was out. But I remember waking up in the bathroom, like, drooped over. I thought it was in a fucking Saw movie or something. <laughs> like, I wake up in this bathroom, draped over the, the bathtub, and I'm like, where the fuck am I? <laughs> and I ended up leaving at, like, 4 in the morning. All my clothes were washed. I was like, I'm out of here, dude. In the middle of the winter. And didn't... um. You went into Cody's bathroom for for that because that's back I when did. they were still living together. I did go into Cody's didn't bathroom. Piss him off. Yeah, because he didn't know me back then. He didn't know me like at all. He was just like some fuck showed up and like destroyed my bathroom and left. You may have met him the f- the same time I met him. Did you go to the Bohemian with us? Where Kyle, me, him, Alex? I think so. That was the first time I'd ever met him. Okay. And I thought he was way older than me for some reason. I thought he was like twenty eight. Well, he he. That's not way older than you. Yeah, well, I mean, that's four years. I thought... Yeah, I, I mean, like... He's I the same age. He's 24. I didn't. I thought he was in his 30s or well, something. Well, fuck, dude. The guy's drank himself into looking like George R.R. R. Martin, so... George R.R. R. Martin. Um, he's actually... You know what, though? He's given up alcohol for the past five days, and he's doing intermittent fasting. He's trying to lose 40 pounds or something like that. Um, is he going through DTs at all? I mean... No. No? No, he's... That's impressive. He's like, I drink a gallon of water a day. I'm trying to lose weight. He's like, this obesity thing's got to stop. He's somewhere around... I want to say he was like 340. Yeah, so he's trying to get down to 300. Yeah, and maybe even past that. Like, and It'd I'm, be good for him to aim to get down past that because I think he's a little, like, slightly taller than me. Uh, yeah, think. yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Yeah. and like I, I'm obese by like medical standards. But you're not like where he's at, and even he'll admit that. Like he's well, well yeah. past. Yeah, and but that's what I'm saying is like, I'm obese by medical standards, but I'm, I, I could stand to lose forty pounds, and then okay. I'd be like at my like good BMI, like one eighty five ish. Is that where you like to be? Uh, that's when I'd be like considered like average and healthy again okay uh uh i would like to be closer to like 165 170 which okay. would be about 40 pounds which how tall are you i'm five seven okay so that'd probably be the equivalent of me being 185 i'm 60 5 5'11, somewhere in there and um yeah so like cody uh being a little bit taller than me he, he should like really be aiming for about 200 pounds roughly yeah yeah, and like, he's he's doing a thousand calories a day. He's intermittent fasting. Has he lost any weight? Can you tell? He's like he's like it'll take my body a little bit to adjust, which I get that. Um, he, I mean, he's really open to it. And the thing I respect about him is he does ask me for advice. Advice, and he takes he t- actually he, takes it. he uses it. That's good. And same thing with uh, my other coworker Austin. He asked me. I love that dude. When someone asks me for advice, like diet shit. And then they, and then they actually they run implement with it. it. Oh, yeah. dude, there's something about you know that. Like when you train somebody with anything and you see them do it, 
it's like yeah it's like you mm. it's shooting yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like it's orgasmic almost. Yeah. You're like, oh my or god. Like when I take people climbing and they finally figure out how to like hold the right amount of friction on a certain hold, and you're just like, fuck, yes. Yeah. Right. Oh, gets my dick hard. Yeah, teaching is kind of cool. I would do teaching if it, if you know depends on the thing it is, I guess. Yeah, we need to get back out to the shooting range. We sure. do need to do that. I need to get rid of that forty. Um, I I want to get. I might get one of the, pick up one of those Smith and Wesson M and P's. Well, you know the 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 forty you have is bad because of who makes it. It's not the round itself. So that's the cheaper version. Apparently, cars semi respected from what I hear. The more expensive ones, but this is like the cheap budget. You buy this to defend your life, and that's it. You use it once. I mean, I shot one of those. Uh, what talons. are they? Talons. The black talons out of it, and it fucked up the uh the chamber like it, it bent the metal up a little bit so the slide doesn't fully like it'll get caught um but you know it for what it is to defend yes it'll defend you but for a practice weapon and just using it over and over and putting thousands of rounds through it it's not a good weapon for that yeah you want a weapon that's really built to just get fucking hammered on man and that's how i feel with those shields that my dad lent me for a while is the, the 45 f- the 45 was a bit much um but it felt good it still felt like a good weapon and i'll get that in a 40 they're like 280 bucks but you can beat the hell out of those yeah yeah and l- like i don't know my my fn i'm mm. probably going up near 2000 rounds on it yeah at this point and it has yet to give me a single issue i mean granted i clean it like constantly right but, uh it it's really all about taking care of your equipment and having the right equipment yeah in the first place i think i like your sig more than your fn but that's because i'm biased towards 40 well th- th- that sig is smooth oh yeah it's butter it's like you like when you press the slide lock down and it just just buttery smooth like yeah. there's no resistance it feels great yeah but that that sig is like a personal memento to me so i don't use it that much because it's like it means more to me for other reasons than yeah uh it being a handgun that the handguns i want to take out and use and potentially have taken away from me by the cops ha- in the event that i have to use them right yeah you know, I don't want that. That's to be true the one. because they do take the firearm. Yeah, like even if it's self-defense, they take it. Yeah. So, I don't want that to be the one that gets taken. If that makes any sense. You just hide the firearm and told them you flicked the bullet at him real mm. fucking hard. I just bit down on the casing and it shot out of my mouth. Like I had a dream you did mask. that actually. I had a dream that you took a bullet and you were like, "I wonder if this still works," and you just threw it at the ground and it popped off. And I was like, "Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ." <laughs> Oh man. So um I f- found out uh a while back that I talk in my sleep. It's been like no uh big secret to me. Mm-hmm. But speaking of weird dreams and and whatnot, me talking in my sleep like has come back to bite me several times throughout my life. Really? One of those times was today. Oh, what'd you do? I fell asleep on the plane, 
and I was having a semi-romantic dream about my wife, and apparently I was talking about it. Well, you next, were. <laughs> next, and the, the guy next to me woke me up and was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Um, That's funny, dude. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, like, that happened. So now I can't go to sleep in public anymore. <laughs> apparently. Um yeah. Dude, you got to get the Sleep Cycle app because it'll record. And that's not sponsored, by the way, but it will record when you snore or talk in your sleep. And you can go back and listen to every time that you talked and listen to what it was. It's so, actually pretty funny. So the first time it really came back to haunt me was, uh, God, I must have been like 13, maybe 14. Maybe a little more bit more. A little bit more. Um, but I don't want. And, Another uh, drink after this. I, no more after that? We'll see. We'll see how I'm feeling. I'm feeling Come a little on. bit. I'm feeling, feeling buzzy. Come on. Depends. Depends. I may, I'm feeling, dude, I've been getting into Hitman lately since you started playing that. Like, it's just, I don't know. I like playing a game that doesn't tell me what to do. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, the first time uh, my talking in my sleep came, came around to get me, because uh, uh, I was unaware that I do it, but apparently uh, one of my friends and my brother, when we were younger, um, my friend was sleeping over at our at our house, and uh, I just spilled this shit again. Well, it happens. Um, they had a full conversation with me in my sleep, full on conversation. Like what I, was it about? I don't I don't know, but <laughs> they said they were asking me questions and I was responding as if I was still awake. Really? Yeah. That's weird, man. And then another time so I don't remember exactly when it came out, but Dawn of the Dead like the remake where they're like all in the mall together. Shaun of the Dead? Dawn of the Dead. Okay. Uh I watched that, and I, I watched it several times because I, like, I was like an idiot fucking teenager, and I thought it was like the best movie in the fucking world because, you know, zombies and killing things. Right. And um, there was a girl I had a crush on at the time, and uh, I fell asleep in a, like a van full of my friends. We were like on a church retreat or something, and uh, I remember the dream. I like was dreaming that Dawn of the Dead was taking place and I was trying to rescue her from like a horde that had her tra trapped in a car and apparently I was like talking about it in my sleep and all my fucking friends in church maybe this is why I'm not a Christian anymore I don't know um they started giving me shit about it when I woke up Really? Yeah. That was mean of them, huh? Yeah, they were like, oh, Taya, I love you so much, blah, blah, blah. Like, and, like, giving me, like, all this shit. And I was like, that, that kind of hurt my feelings quite a bit. But now I'm just aware that I talk in my sleep. Yeah. Know? and Better than walking in your sleep. Yeah. And apparently, like, Liz has caught me talking in my sleep a few times, and it doesn't bother her. She She's aware of it. She knows, like, that it happens. Right. But, again, like, it's been years. Like, probably, like, 12 years or more. And since it's actually caused me an issue. And then 
yeah, today happened. That's crazy, man. <laughs> That's crazy. I, I mean, I would hope I don't talk in my sleep. I don't really know. Uh, I guess yeah, that's, yeah. It, and it's something I have no control over whatsoever. Right. Yeah. Like, like, what can you do? Yeah. And, and once that guy like brought that to my attention, I was like, okay. And I like, I was, I was awake and coherent the rest of the flight. Like, did he tell you anything that you said? No. Okay. He just told me to shut up and it was bothering him. And asked me what the hell was wrong with me. Did you really say that? Yeah. What a dick. Uh, what a, whatever, dude. I'd be like, suck I, my I, mushroom tip. I was tip. probably saying some really weird shit. So, really? Yeah. I, I wouldn't put it past me. Like, because I already kind of say what's on my mind. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. that's like me being filtered and awake. So I well, At least he could have been nice about it. Like, he just snaps at you. That's uh, fine. Um, yeah, I don't know. Good times. That's fun. Yeah. That's fun stuff. Yeah. So I guess I've learned my lesson. Um, I've got to put a buffer between me and other people on flights now. I should always take the aisle or the window seat and sit next to my wife. Were you in the middle too? Were you in the middle seat? Yeah, we weren't sitting next to each other. God, I hate the middle seats. Um, Especially like your wife said when they're like overweight people next to you. Like extremely overweight people and you have to sit in the middle jesus christ it's like being inside of a fucking baked ham Mm -hmm. the smells the smells yeah all of that um front of the plane or back oh uh we were at the back okay uh but it, it it's like you know you get those whiffs of fungus growing in the middle of their folds or just that breathing. <sighs> <sighs> like every breath they take is just the, just the most work they've done up to that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there was a lady um, I took care of several years ago. And uh, she had to sleep almost like sitting straight up and down. Very, very, very overweight. Mm-hmm. Uh, like... Our scales couldn't read her. Really? At the hospital. So like over 400 pounds or what? Over five. Jesus Christ. And she had to be like on a breathing machine and stuff when she was uh, even like kind of awake to a degree, you know, like, and I was like, I'm sorry if you get big enough to where like your body doesn't breathe after you fall asleep. Nature has won. Right. Well, I think people use it as a coping mechanism, right? Right. So, like, if you look at LDS Mormon people, yeah, I think they're probably more overweight than the average person because Most they, definitely. they don't drink, but they substitute that with Mountain Dew. Like, normal Mountain Dew, they drink a two liter in the morning, or they, they get their big thing in the morning to get awake because they don't drink coffee. Right. Uh, they eat as much food as they want, but God forbid they drink any alcohol at all. Right. Because yeah. that's bad for them. Yeah. No, um, Utah is actually one of the most obese states in the nation. Really? I did not know that. Yeah. Um, and it's like the people here that are in shape, unlike myself, are very attractive people. But most of the state is overweight. Yeah. Yeah. Th- there is a lot of overweight people here, I guess, huh? Yeah. 
I never really put that together. And I think part of it's got to do with that dogma that you're talking about. And um, I think another part of it's got to do with the fact that, you know, everyone here feels like they have to keep up these, like, certain appearances in front of everyone else. Like, because if you're deep into the LDS community, it's almost like you're kind of being critiqued constantly. It's a social accountability program. Yeah. And so... And you can't have mental illness, so, like, seeing a shrink is out of the question. Did you hear about Greg? I heard he smoked a cigarette. Are you kidding me? And then yeah. they spread it and gossip, and then it just pounds down on him. Like, yeah. maybe I am a piece of shit. Like, that's the community they breed. Yeah, so, like, Utah. So, part, part, of, it, part of it is that. Um, the other part um, that Utah has an issue with is uh, the dopamine levels of people living at this altitude. Yeah. is off because of the altitude itself. So lower dopamine levels or higher? They're lower. Okay. Um, Interesting. And, and it's due to the altitude. So uh, suicide rates are really high here too. Okay. And they've like shown a direct like correlation between that and the altitude. Interesting. Um, like so, the higher the altitude, the more people have depression. So sea level is more like that. Is that what we're supposed to be at? I think it's like that or slightly above that. Slightly above? Okay. Yeah, because I know like um, other shit starts to happen when you dip in below sea level, like Death Valley and stuff like that. Right. Okay. So. Yeah, St. George, I think, has a pretty... Is it a pretty high altitude or low altitude? They're still high desert, yeah. Okay. They're about neck and neck with where we are. Okay. So, like, the Salt Lake Valley sits at about 4,500 feet. Highest mountain around us is a little over 12,000. Yeah. I know when I go to Idaho and I'm there for over three days and come back, I feel different. Like, I just feel the air quality. Like, when you can go somewhere, look up in the sky, you see the stars, you can smell pine, you can smell, like, all of these things. Right. Here, you don't get that. It's like you you become sensory deprivated, almost. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, like, that was one thing I thought was really interesting because, you know, I, I was, like, I grew up, like, kind of depressed, and I moved away, and I, I, I still have issues and stuff, but, like, I feel like they're related to something different, but growing up here and, like, thinking back on my childhood and how I felt, I was, like, you know, that that's not how a normal kid should feel. And then I heard uh, I heard this study, like, I heard it on NPR that, like, altitude is like directly correlated with dopamine levels and the level of depression in a society. That's interesting. And Did not so know that. I was like, well, fuck, maybe that was my fucking problem. Yeah, very well could be. Um, I mean, there's also, and plus the smog. Yeah. I mean, you take that oh, into yeah, the, the inversion. It's, it, and it's only gotten worse, man. Yeah. Like, so, um, I don't know how many of you are aware of this. But for most scientific research, like medical cadavers, uh, when people donate their bodies to science and like people are like either practicing like doing surgeries or autopsies or something on, on those cadavers, yeah. they cannot come from more than 50 miles away. Hmm. So when I was going through my anatomy and physiology courses, all of our cadavers came to the school from within... 50 miles around us. Right, so in the valley. So the Salt Lake, the Salt Lake County, Utah Valley, Weber County Valley, uh, um, where the inversion's really bad. 
Yeah. And, you know, I, I looked on the inside of this uh, lady's ribs um, on one of the cadavers, and she had, like, clear growths all over her lungs. And I asked my instructor, I was like, Did this, was this lady a smoker? And he's like, no, she grew up in Provo. That's insane. Lived in Provo for 50 years. That is insane. And she had lung cancer. Wow. Didn't smoke a day in her life. This is the pollution that caused it. See, that's I love Utah for a lot of reasons, but the, if I were to ever leave, that's the reason why. It's the air quality. Because running, I don't know if you ever try to jog. Where, I mean, <clears throat> So when I joined the military, and I had to lose a bunch of weight before I actually officially got accepted and stuff. Yeah. I would run around here all the time and it was like hard and it was difficult and I just assumed that was because I was losing weight and I like I was just having a hard time with it yeah and then I I got into like really good physical condition like right really fucking good then it was um, a breeze when you got out of there uh, and I I went to uh, basic training which is almost at sea level it's at Lake Michigan um, for the Navy and cruised through that did really well at my first command for like my first um, physical fitness tests. I came back on leave to visit Liz because we weren't married yet. And I was like, I'm going to go for a morning run. Yeah. And I went to go run in the morning. And like this is coming from a guy that back then could easily run a mile and a half without yeah. thinking about it. Yeah. I got like half a mile in and I was like, I feel like I'm going to fucking die right now. Right. And I, and I was like, could it be the altitude? It might be the altitude. Yeah. But I don't really see it being the altitude because like, I mean, 4,000 feet's a lot, but it's, it shouldn't be enough to make you feel like that. Right. Yeah. One of, you know, one of my coworkers, he always uses this. I don't want to call it an excuse, but I kind of see it as that. Is it Cody? No, no, no. He says he has sports-induced asthma, which is just like... And he's not like in shape right now. He's a little bit overweight. But it's the altitude, and it's the frequency in which you run. It's the frequency in, in which you participate in sports. Because he says he has sports asthma, but what it comes down to is he pants, or he'll be like... <gasps> Air quality, for sure, I think. Because I, I don't oh, know. Yeah. I've, I've trained enough people or trained with enough people to know. Like, if you, for example, if you go to the gym and you think you're going hard as fuck, and then you go train with somebody who actually goes hard, you realize, holy shit, our levels of hard are two different things. Right. And Absolutely. I think sports-induced asthma, because I thought I had asthma for the longest time. When I was going to go in the Marine Corps and I would run every day, I would stop after a quarter mile and be like, oh, I can't do this, I can't do this. But then as I acclimated to be more healthy, that went away. Yeah, so asthma is a really interesting thing. Um, asthma is um, classified as a, uh, as a COPD uh, okay. problem. It's part of the chronic obstructive pulmonary disorder area mm -hmm. um true asthma can be exacerbated by uh physical activity however the true telltale sign of asthma is when it gets exacerbated by something else that's non like non-physical activity related like so like being like getting shocking news or something that or 
with Liz. Uh-huh. Liz was diagnosed with asthma about a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago. Mm-hmm. When the inversion hits here in the winter. Oh, yeah. She has to wear a mask. Really? If she doesn't, like, she, like she's has she has to have an inhaler on her, like a rescue inhaler. She gets asthma attacks just from fucking, like, existing yeah during the winter here that's kind of how i am too i'll just start like coughing violently and and like but but for her like she feels her adrenaline kick in and and it's because her body's like holy shit i'm dying yeah wow and and so like um that's that's the real difference like there there's a difference between like being out of shape and getting fatigued quickly during exercise and actually having like asthma that is exacerbated like asthma that's exacerbated by exercise the person that has asthma like that goes into an asthma attack mm-hmm. during a bout of physical exertion is going to feel like they're going to die wow like it's not like a, oh i need a few minutes to catch my breath it's like i'm going to stop and i i'm probably still going to die yeah like i'm and that's how it feels yeah them. wow like, if you want to know what asthma truly feels like, take take a straw and breathe through that just while you're doing your day-to-day stuff. And then take a coffee stirrer and breathe through that and try to exercise at the same time. So, I wanted to bring that up, actually. I have a altitude training kit and how I got over my asthma. Because I, I had bad. I couldn't go a quarter mile. And so, I bought this kit where you put this thing in your mouth and uh, it, it starts like with a pretty big hole and then you work out with that in your mouth. You go running with that. And then after week one, you swap that out for a smaller hole. So it gets a little bit smaller. And then by the time you're at the end of the program, it's tiny. So you basically condition your lungs to use as the least amount of air as possible, but you slowly do that. It's like a 12 week process. Yeah. But as, as, but as like, yeah, no, I'm saying like, just my sports being out of weight, I thought I had asthma because there are people like your wife who do have it. And then there's people like me who thought I had it. Were you ever prescribed anything for it? Nope. No. No. Well, they give me an inhaler. They're like, well, you probably, you probably do have it, but it was never something extensive. It was Idaho doctors who. Because those are less, uh, less doctors than the other doctors. I think they are. And the re- uh, let me tell you why. I think they don't have the resources that doctors do here as far as research. Right. They don't have the, the knowledge of the newest, latest, greatest medications because they're not networking with fellow doctors. Like, if you're the only doctor in one town, it, it's you're like... the authority. He's like, uh, what, penicillin? Is that... That's an uh, antibiotic, antibiotic? I don't know. What is it? <laughs> it's an antibiotic. Okay. Yeah. That's the most prescribed thing in Idaho. Like he's like 90% of the things I prescribe is penicillin. Really? Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's like a blanket like, oh, it's probably this. I've dealt with this my whole life. Like they don't continue their research. Whereas oh, I feel. Oh shit, that's too much. I feel like. Uh, here, hold on. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's a it's a weird thing because the doctors there are not as up to date with the doctors fucking here. Fucking filling it up like I'm filling up water. Yeah. And now the bottle's clogged. There we go. So I rescued don't know. it. 
all I know is that when I went to uh, when I went to a doctor in Idaho, they prescribed me sertraline, which is Zoloft. Yeah. And he gave me a hundred milligram pill and didn't even wean me on it. He's like, just start taking it. So I started taking a hundred milligrams out of nowhere. Whereas I moved here and they're like, we're gonna start with uh, twenty five. I'll go get some orange juice. Uh, I'm going to start you at 25 and then in two weeks, we're going to up you to 50. And then after that, we're going to up you to 75 and then we'll be at the full hundred. They didn't do that in Idaho. It was kind of like, here's a pill, take it. Huh. And if you get on an SSRI for the first time and it's a high dose and it's out of nowhere, you don't like slowly taper Here, up. I'm going to go grab something if you want to keep these guys entertained for a minute. Okay. I'm actually going to pause. I got a piss too. Sorry, I got to drug you back into drinking, Caden. That's okay. Um, so I brought this guy, the Davis's Drug Guide for Nurses, into this room since we're talking about drugs. And you said sertraline? Yep. Let's look up sertraline here. Let's do it. Um, Again, not sponsored. Oh, yeah. Hell no. <laughs> Definitely not sponsored. We don't want that drug money. Sertraline, a.k.a. Zoloft, therapeutic classification of antidepressant. Pharmacological uh, classification is ser selective serotonin reuptake inhib inhibitor, pregnancy category class C. Now let's see here. Let's look at the dose, the normal dose. Normal dose for depression or OCD for an adult by mouth is 50 milligrams a day as a single dose in the morning or evening initially after several weeks may be increased up to a total of 200 milligrams per day depending on response. Yeah. For panic disorder, 25 milligrams a day increased to 50 milligrams a day overall. Yeah. And for PTSD, 25 milligrams. Excuse me. Until. Excuse me. For once a day. Excuse me. For lay down. seven days, then increasing to 50, and then if needed, at intervals of seven days, may increase up to 200 milligrams per day at 25 milligram intervals. Right. So it's supposed to be gradual increase. Right. So let's read what the adverse effects are and the side effects are for this, which is why the gradual increase is recommended. Mm -hmm. Okay. Adverse side effects, CN, uh, CNS, central nervous system, neuroleptic malignant syndrome, suicidal thoughts, dizziness, drowsiness, fatigue, headache, insomnia, agitation, confusion, emotional liability, Impaired concentration, uh, manic reactions, nervousness, weakness, uh, pharyngitis, rhinitis, tinnitus, visual abnormalities, chest pain and palpitations, possible diarrhea, dry mouth, nausea, abdominal pain, altered taste, and anorexia, constipation, dyspepsia, and flatulence, sexual dysfunction, menstrual disorders, and urinary disorders, and urinary frequency. Dermatological, sweating, hot flashes, rash, 
hyponatremia, back pain, myalgia for musculoskeletal, and uh, furthering the neuro is possible tremor, hypertonia, hyposthesia, paresis, or paresthesia, and twitching. So. Okay, how about Wellbutrin? Bupropion. 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 Yes. Uh, I'm curious to that because I'm on a decently high dose of that. So, uh, let's see. I have been on Paxil. I have been on Zoloft. So let's read the normal dose. What are you on? I am on 150, but it is a, uh, what are they, like the sustained release, so it releases a little bit throughout the day. Okay, so we'll have to look for sustained release. Um, so... There's several different uses here. We've got um, uh, antidepressive. Uh, so to give you guys an idea, I have a, a condition called, well, it's associated with septal optic dysplasia, meaning I'm missing the septum peninulum in the center of the brain that separates the left hemisphere from the right hemisphere. And if I'm not on something, my brain is going constant off the chart, just like thinking all of the time. Okay. So that's the reason I take it. So it looks like you are on the uh, seasonal affective disorder dose, but that doesn't mean it can't be the also the depression dose. The depression dose starts at 100 mm -hmm. and can be increased up to um, 300, yeah. 150 twice daily. There's some seizure, seizure risks at that dose, and I hear. The uh, risk of this medication, seizures is number one, suicidal thoughts slash behavior, agitation, headache, depression, hostility, insomnia, psychosis, dry mouth, nausea, vomiting, change in appetite, weight gain, or weight loss. Photosensitivity is a germological. So, like... Photosensitivity is where you just sunburn super fucking easy. Oh, I do do that. Yeah. Okay. But I'm also so white. That you can't tell if it's the meds or not. Exactly. Um, endocrine problems is hyperglycemia, hypoglycemia, uh, SIADH, which is syndrome of inappropriate antidiuretic hormone. Okay. Uh, that means uh, you retain fluid more than you should. Okay, I don't know that I have that problem very much. Um, and then neuroleptic uh, issues or neurologic issues is tremor. So having tremors. Well, he did tell me when I first started it, he's like, you might feel some like electric activity in your brain. Like there's electric, electric current going through your head. That's normal. I was like, Jesus Christ. All right. Like he's like, that should Do go Do you away. have a uh, dry mouth mm. at all? I mean, and I vape too, so I, I'm sure I so, can't tell too bad. Too so much. I was on Wellbutrin a number of years ago when I was trying to quit smoking, vaping now. Uh, but uh, I stopped using cigarettes. Okay. Because I was told to. Yep. And the worst side effect I had at the with the non-smoking thing mm -hmm. with uh, Wellbutrin was like horrible dry mouth okay i was able to wake up in the morning and wipe my finger through my mouth like this just white all caked on and it was just tons of dead epithelial cells on my fingers yeah dude like just a 
film. Of yeah, I don't have shit. that problem. Um, it was like cotton mouth to the nth degree. So, um, yeah, if uh, like, and and these are possible side effects. Okay, guys, that doesn't mean that it's going to happen. Adverse side effects in this book are highlighted in red, which are like the life threatening side effects. Mm. Uh, other side effects. So the the thing of a side effect is like this could happen, and we've deemed that the likelihood of this happening and what it is is less than the disease itself. So we're going to prescribe you this medication because we don't think the side effects risks are high enough to not give you the medication. Yeah. But adverse effects are like, we don't know when this is going to pop up. It popped up in the studies and it can kill you. Right. Um, That's why I think, dude, now that cannabis is going through the FCC and going to get actually like, into the pharmaceutical companies okay. it's going to eliminate so many of these drugs i feel like uh, it might and these it's never st- killed anyone uh, these are still going to be around but this is called the davis drug guide for nurses um you can pick this up at any bookstore uh and it will literally have every medication that is currently known so i have the 13th edition i think they're on edition number 15 or 16 now so, uh, like, they will have every medication that's available, uh, approved by the FDA, uh, in that book for that edition, up, up until that edition was made, going back 100 years plus. Yeah. And it'll have all of the indications why you should be using it. Um, what, like what it's called, um, it'll have the trade name and the generic name and the chemical name. Okay. It will have, uh, the different dosages for different purposes for people. Like, so, uh, this is, uh, for instance, I just flipped it open to metronadazole, which is also known as, uh, nitagel or vandazole, metrogel. Metro gel, vaginal, metro lotion, flagell, and a couple of other names. There's a lot of names for it. But it can be given um, through your mouth or through an IV. Uh, its indications are anaerobic infections, so it's an antibacterial. Uh, it's an anti-infective is what it says under its classification, but... It, it literally gives you anything you'd want to know, like uh, the absorption rate after first pass through the liver, metabolism and excre- excretion, half-life, everything in this book. We are not sponsored by this company, but if you're one of those people that's like really paranoid and doesn't want to get your kids vaccinated because you're a dumbass, um, this, this book will at least give you the appropriate information for you to disagree with your doctor because you're a fucking retard. Yeah. And you think that some person that has an English PhD fucking on Facebook is like the authority on drugs and vaccines. This literally has every fucking thing you need to know about a vaccine. I'm sorry, dude. Like I'm, I get pissed when it comes to this shit yeah. because the person that's like heading the anti-vax movement right now is a fucking English prof- professor. Really? Yes. They're an English professor. 
Yeah. A fucking English professor. Yeah. You seem very adamant about like, this. I don't tell them how to proofread their fucking papers. Right. I'm not even a, I, I'm not a doctorate in this shit, but guess who is? A pharmacist. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. I always viewed, I don't know, I, I think pharmacology is a cool thing. I think there's probably some devious shit at the business level of it. For sure. Um, at the pure basic chemical level. Yeah. You can't, you can't be devious in science. Right. You can manipulate markets and shit as a business. Right. But when it comes literally to the chemical makeup and, like, peer-reviewed research. Yeah. There you go. Right. I think there needs to be – and this is the big thing because there's a big sti- stigma with cannabis because uh, most, what most people know about is tetrahydrocannabinol, which is THC, which is the psychoactive component of marijuana, which makes people high, quote-unquote. But there's also 300-plus other chemicals in cannabis that are like XTHC, for example, is a component where people say they smoke weed, they get all, they get the munchies, right? This is a... That's what they use for cancer patients that yeah. are anorexic. XTHC is going to be the opposite, so it's more for weight loss. So there are so many chemicals within... And the, primarily the most reparative one, and they found the most success with like cancer patients, is uh, CBD, right. which is, does not get you high, but has the most uh, medical benefits to it, as, as far as they can right. tell. Right. But there are several other hundreds of chemicals within that plant that we can't research because it's a Schedule 1. So uh, speaking of cannabis mm-hmm. and marijuana, I found out something interesting about uh, – California's recreational medical uh, recreational marijuana initiative that they passed. Okay, nineteen ninety one. I I don't know what what it is. It's ninety one. Yep. Okay. Well, uh, because I was in California over the weekend and I was like talking to some of my friends that still live there. When I moved away, recreational cannabis wasn't a thing. Oh, medical was ninety one. Yeah. Right. Right. Um. Wasn't as open, wasn't but, as... But now recreational use is approved. However, if you have a doctor's note saying that the marijuana is for a medical purpose, you don't have to pay taxes on it. Correct. And it's but, a lot stronger. But if you are using it recreationally, you have to pay taxes. Correct. I did not know that. Yeah. So uh, cannabis, and they have to limit it. So edibles have to be at 10 milligrams for recreational. But if you are a medical patient, they can be, I mean, you can get 500 milligram. So medical, and if you go to Colorado as well. So it's just potency. Yes. If you go to Colorado and go into a dispensary, they'll have the recreational section and the medical section. And if you step over that line without a medical card, they will yell at you. They'll be like, you cannot be in there. That is a violation because, one, they have strict standards. It's a lot more potent. Your THC count is going to be like 30%, whereas recreational is going to be 18 to 22 Um so medical is like, yeah, yeah, there is a difference between the medical side of it. And, uh, yeah, I, I was just really surprised to hear about the, uh, tax mm. part of it. Like, you know, medical's non-taxable, but recreational is taxable. So it's like, 
if you don't have a medical card for it, you can go buy it, but it's more expensive. About a hundred bucks. It's way more expensive. Yeah. And you know what? I'm fine with that. You know, I really am because yep. that that ta- that tax revenue. I mean, it's increased revenue for the state. Yeah, Colorado's doing great. I mean, um, that that popped them back up. Washington, or I mean, all of them. So. Yeah, I just just finding out about that was really interesting to me, you know, and I I wonder what these uh, insurance companies are doing as far as medical use goes as well. And a big reason why this has not taken off, it's going to happen soon, but a big reason why it has not been legalized at the federal level is because the banks will not touch weed money. Yeah, that's true. So I was watching a thing about Somebody, they have a legal marijuana shop. I think they're in uh, Colorado. Yeah. And they were like, so with the state, since it's legal with the state, I can pay all my taxes electronically through every transaction. Correct, yeah. But federally, they have to hold on to all of their federal taxes in cash. Yeah. And pay it at the end of the year because the Fed won't set up an automatic. Right tax like removal through their um their cells they can't even go to chase and put it in the chase bank they have to keep liquid cash in the safe in the back yeah yeah and this guy like he opened up his safe and there was like hundreds of thousands of dollars in this safe yeah and he's like this is my taxes for this year right and, like i was like what the fuck dude yeah that's insane there's a lot of money in it and, and that that creates a different problem. I mean, like, you're asking for people to break into your business and try to steal this safe at that point. Yeah. I mean, really. And it has happened. It's happened several times. So it, I, I just uh, I don't get it. Like, okay, why not have an in-between, a middleman? It's heavy. It's like, heavy lobbying by pharmaceutical companies but i mean like even in the states themselves you could have a middleman that like okay we're going to collect your federal taxes on your behalf cell by cell yeah like we do the state taxes and we'll send it up to the federal government for you yeah and And, that does exist So that way they don't have the the safe in the back that's got two hundred thousand dollars in it that some guy's going to break into their freaking store in the middle of the night the reason they don't do that so like adp let's use that as an example that's a lot of people use that like clock in clock out they hold your taxes for you it's because they can put it in a bank but if they use that with cannabis money then they have to take the liability of holding the cash and they don't want to do that so the fact that these banks will not and the reason the banks won't take it is because it's federally illegal so if you remove the schedule one bullshit take it down to a schedule three which is where I think schedule schedule three steroids. Schedule two, you have like heroin, meth. Schedule one is deemed the worst of the worst, and, and cannabis marijuana is, is on that. Is on that. Yeah, cannabis is on the number one. Meaning you cannot do any research on it. You can't look at it. It's so deadly that you can't do anything. Are you fucking kidding me? So, and a big reason being is that the guy who invented, I want to say he was a a paper. He was a paper manufacturer. He used hemp, didn't he? It was hemp, yeah. And it was a big thing with Nixon as well. And they they painted marijuana. So the term marijuana means like wild grass or something like that in Mexican, in in Spanish. Um, So they would claim that 
these uh, Mexicans would smoke this marijuana and they would rape women mm. and cause crime. So then he got that passed. That was also had to do with the Rockefellers. It, it has a lot of corporate lobbying involved. Rockefellers. Or I'm sorry. That's Rothschild. Roths. Oh, sorry. Rothschild, not Rockefellers. Rothschild's the queen. They're, they're, um, they start with an R and we have. And they're very rich. They're very rich. Yeah. Both of them. They're probably, they probably have trillions of dollars, but you know, the most richest man in the world, Jeff Bezos, for sure. Uh, one more. Sure. Fuck it. So let's see this marijuana meaning. Dude, I'm trying to type it into uh, Google and it's not even popping up. Cannabis, especially as smoked or consumed as a psychoactive, mind-altering drug. Synonyms, cannabis, hashish, bang, hemp, kef, kif, charis, ganja, synth. Uh, Sensamia, and there's more. Which that's just arrogance because Keef, Keef, Keef is like the remnants of THC that's drowned down to a fine level. Uh, and then you have hashish. I'm so glad I know somebody that knows so much about this. So hashish is the stuff. The hashishins, yeah. So they, it's like, it's so much more pure. It's like without a lot of the, it gets you way higher. It's almost like an opioid. Okay. Uh, there are different, but it gets blanketed under the same thing. Cannabis is probably the most proper term to use when it comes to what it, what we think of. Yeah, right? mar- marijuana is a propagandist term that was used to paint. Uh, it, it was a racist, like painted to turn people of color into killers. E- okay, evil people. Yes. So it's so let's stop using the term marijuana, folks. It'd it's only happening. be politically correct to do. Have you seen all the CBD shops popping up around Utah? Like yeah. The, the there was one right next to your old place. Right. Yeah. The mentality's changed on it. And as slowly the mentality changes, then the laws change. Laws change. Scientific uh, discovery changes. Uh, and then people become more susceptible for it. And then people start using that for a medical treatment and they realize holy shit i don't have to be on this drug that makes me eat food like I, i'm anorexic but i have to take this medicine but it causes all these side effects now i can take this one thing and it helps me well once i get out of my program and don't have to like drug test constantly anymore i'm gonna talk to my doctor my uh my psychiatrist about it talk to him sure. about cbd because that's federally legal uh, they can't, there's no way they can test for it and, and get you on a drug test, but it is federally legal. Uh, THC is the one where it's like, and they say it does, it does inebriate you, but it's not the same thing. So I hypothetically, of course, use what's called uh, cannabis extract, AKA dab, which is the, you know, the whole thing. Yep. It is synthesized THC that's been compounded into 99% THC, but when you take it, it's it's almost like doing a psychedelic. And I've never done a psychedelic, but I've had conversations where I can relate to people, and they're like, yeah, dude, you, you know some shit. Uh, you take it, and you feel like you're in the fucking pilot ship. Like, your body turns into the Millennium Falcon, and you feel like you're a little person inside your head piloting a fucking <laughs> ship. 
<laughs> you're like, Jesus Christ, how do I walk? Is that why you're letting me leave that um, Salvador Dali painting in your room? I guess. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but it does become too much. And it's one of those things where you don't need the psychoactive element to have the medical benefit. I think CBD is way more important than THC. Okay. Uh, uh, so if you guys are interested at all, um, this is a little shameless plug for my own shit. Uh, Dallas Weaver Bazaar. Uh, that's all my artwork. That's the on on there is going to be the Dolly painting I'm referring to. If you guys uh, go there, if anyone's even listening, um, you can go there and uh, just message me through Instagram and ask for a print, and I'll I'll send you what it's going to cost to make the print, and probably just a few extra bucks for myself after shipping, and we'll we'll work something out. You should get that hung up in Sunset. They're starting to put up more artwork in there. They got a mural painted in there recently. Really? It's it's a guy and a girl making out, so I'm pretty sure they'll give you whatever you want. They'll let you hang up whatever you want in there. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's a big wall piece, too. It's probably six feet by three feet. Okay. Maybe six by four, something like that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, like, Obviously, if you want to buy the original, it's going to cost you a little bit extra, but... Um, Maybe we should put that right here. On the door? Yeah, we don't let much sunlight in here anyways. Yeah, um, I, it wouldn't be a bad idea, I guess, um, if you guys are okay looking at my artwork displayed on this back wall. Eventually, though, we will have a picture of Keanu Reeves right yep. here in all of his glory holding a puppy. Dude, how depressed would you be? And this is just hypothetical. But you know how Jimmy Seville was like regarded as like the best guy ever because he donated to children's hospitals. He got all this positive media and then it turned out he was a child pedophile. What would you do if you found out that was the same with Keanu? I would weep. I'd be very, very sad. I, I would weep. I'd be very sad. And um, if we have this portrait of Keanu at that time, we would hold a burning of it. A ceremonial burning? Of, of it in my backyard, and we would, we would film it for you guys. It would be on the podcast. And we get a big crucifix and put it in the back and just get a fake freaking so, thing. Of so as much of a fan as I am of this particular picture of Keanu, he's just dressed like Jesus, and he's holding a puppy. Yeah. I kind of want to do this idea, but have him be John Wick holding a puppy with the Saints halo around him. Yeah, that'd be cool. That I think that would be almost better. Yeah. So, I still want him holding us as babies. I think that would be so fucking funny. <laughs> He's just sitting there with in the that, Saints halo in that him. uniform holding us as children. <laughs> and we're just looking up at him smiling. <laughs> Yeah, so I'd pay an artist to do that. Damn near a thousand dollars. I'm not even kidding. Uh, I, I know somebody that paints really well. Really? Like, like, honestly, like this quality. Right. Um, they are bipolar, and have a couple of other schizophrenic issues. Good. Mental illness is the best artists usually. And uh, but I, I'll t I'll talk to his sister. Um, she's the only way I know how to get a hold of him right now. But I'll talk to his sister and ask if he'll he'll paint us a John Wick 
holding a puppy with a saint's halo around him. That'd be pretty badass. If, if he will, how much are you willing to pay? Because this guy's good. He's going to put hundreds of hours into this thing. I mean, I'd probably be willing to put 500 on my half. Okay. So I would, I would pay up to a grand for something for the set. At okay. least at this stage, because this doesn't really generate too much money. But at the same time, but I'm willing to... What are we at right now? Let's see what we're at for money generated. I think we've generated... We can't say it on the podcast, though, because I think that violates Anchor's shit. Okay. So that's kind of where it's a... It's a wobbly issue. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Thank you, Anchor, for... Thank you for shielding us from shame. And also publishing <laughs> all of our shit for us um, through one easy platform. It does make me feel better, though, that a lot of professional um, podcasted 100-plus episodes without getting noticed at all, and they just kept doing it, and it yeah. was consistency before they ever got, like, it was just, like, maybe one lucky thing, they got 20,000 people. Maybe that guy from today will be fanboying after me or you in a little while. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? I, it doesn't really fucking matter to me if he does or doesn't. I would just hope people would come up to me and talk to me, because I'm a person. Um yeah, instead of, like, try to sneak pictures of you at the bar or airport. Well, yeah, and all this is, like, the only reason we're on mic and on video is because, like, we took initiative to do it. Yeah. I wouldn't You can be... do anything you, like, it sounds so fucking corny, but you can literally do anything you want as long as you put your mind to it and as long as it's not against the law. Right. Right? I mean. This whole podcasting started from an idea. I mean, I started doing it. I invited you on as a guest. You had the idea that you wanted to do it. So, like, look, fuck, let's start another one. I never yeah. thought we'd have a studio. Yeah, or... and, and I, I was like, you know, I, I want to do it with somebody. I don't I, – I didn't have the time or initiative to go forward and get, like, the mics and the fucking software and stuff for myself. Yeah. But – See, and I wouldn't have done it without people paving the way and already doing it and me being like, oh, shit, they can do it, I can do it. Right. And so – but now, like, I mean, it's not the best studio, but we're we're definitely a step up from where we started. Yeah. 100%. Yep. So, um, I mean, it's not the best studio, but it's damn near the closest best. I mean, <laughs> fuck these other guys with their money. Yeah. This is the most cheap shot discussion set you could get. And you know what? Even after we wind up making money, I'll probably just move this downstairs into my basement, and it'll look the same fucking way. Because the room we're in right now is going to turn into my master bedroom eventually. <laughs> I want Keanu Reeves on this podcast. And I, I keep saying that, but... I, I do too. You know, Keanu, if you hear this, or if anyone knows how to get a hold of him and hears this, please send him a shout out for us. Let him get in contact with us through our oh. through our uh, our email uh, or his agent get in contact through a, to us you. through us. I'm so happy to be here. You guys are breathtaking. Like I, I honestly, he, Keanu, I fucking love you, man. And um, our our emails cheapshotdiscussions at gmail.com. You can also get a hold of us through the Anchor app, Anchor.fm. Yep. Look us up there. And if you want to donate two Arc motorcycles to our cause, I'd be okay with it. Yeah. Uh, but that's beside the point. We just want to fucking talk to you, man. You're a down-to-earth guy. You're a celebrity. But, like, we would love to fucking talk to you at some point. Um, and 
I want to know what it's like to dodge bullets in the Matrix. No, I, I don't know even what... want to know that, dude. I want to know what it's like to have met George Carlin when you were in your early 20s. Yeah. You know? Like, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. We'd Fuck, I'll put a Wild Stallions poster up back here for you, man. Like, yeah. we'll fucking... We'll, we'll kill it, man. We'll rock out together. Oh, man. So, yeah, if that could happen, that'd be fucking sweet. I mean, he's just a person, I feel like. He is, but he seems like a celebrity that's approachable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd pretty much approach... I think my personality, I'd pretty much approach any celebrity because I don't, I don't get starstruck. I would um, have a hard time... With Emma Stone and Kate Beckinsale. Really? Oh, yeah. Dude, I would like, if Margot Robbie. Biggest oh. crush on them. Margot Robbie? I have a big crush on Margot Robbie, yeah. See, Margot Robbie, like, she, she's, uh, she's good, but, like, I, I don't feel about her the same way I feel about Kate Beckinsale or Emma Stone. Can I see that? Yeah. Mine's dead. Um, and, you know, uh, if, if uh, anyone wants to come on this and they don't want drinking around, we won't drink. You saw what the first half of the half of this was like uh, without drinking. This is the second half. I have alcohol ca- like capsules. I'll just stick up my pooper, and then it just releases slow. I help them with it. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, yeah, that's a get away with it that way. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like. It, Hopefully, with another guest without alcohol, it would be a little more, like, integrated. And I, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm definitely buzzed at this point. It's not but. even the alcohol, though, I feel like. I get in trouble myself when I drink alone. But when I drink with other people, one, they keep me, like, grounded, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm not going to make – like, when I'm hanging out with you, I know I'm not going to make a dumb decision. Right. Because you're more established. Like, you're married. You have a house. Like, you have – like you You have things, right. Whereas if I go drink with single dudes that have nothing to lose, I'm getting fucked. I'm getting fucked up. Yeah. And, well, and, uh, you know, like, if anyone wants to come on here, uh, like, we don't have to drink it. I, I honestly feel like with a guest – we could be a little more engaging and um, still entertaining without the alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> like Richie came on. How many beers did he drink? Like three or four, and he, we he drank. Drank, Like, Yeah, Caden and I <laughs> ruined ourselves that we- night. <laughs> I, like, like Caden said earlier, I was literally just lying on the ground going like, Richie, you're going to need to drive. I, well, I started the night with my concealed carry on me. I ended it. With gave Richie, it to him, yeah. With Richie in possession of it and my car keys, so uh, I I would like to think I'm a responsible drinker because of that. Like the second I started feeling buzzed, I was like, Richie, here's my here's my gun, here's my keys. It's all fun and games until you get a DUI. Yeah, and but, I'm not aiming for that, dude. I can't I, I can't afford it. Like you lose neither, your license for two years. You, you, well, not only that, like. The average cost of a DUI after, like, fines, penalties, court fees, um, you know, bail, everything like that, is about $10,000. Yeah, and we talked about that a little bit with uh, what article of the Constitution is that? Um, fuck, I think it's Article 8. Yeah, that uh, sounds right. It, it's um, Excessive fines and fees. It, yeah, and uh, what is it? It's excessive fines and fees and... Um, 
inhumane punishment. Do you think we'll get past that, like, as our generation, now that we have technology, do you think in 50 years politics will be drastically changed because of that? It's people that... Because, honestly, right now, with the whole Trump thing, with the whole... And it doesn't matter what you're on, what side you're on. Like, whoever it would have been, it's fake. It's fake as shit. It's reality TV. And that's where it's... Because I'll be honest with you, when it when it first happened, I fucking hated Trump, then I loved him, then I started questioning, like, is this all reality TV show? Because he was a reality TV star. And you know what sells more than anything? Hate. Hate. People fucking love hate. And I think if there was an establishment move to put somebody in the office that people would hate, they accomplished that. Yeah, I mean, I, I can tell you right now, I hate the guy. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people do. And I look at him like, I don't know him. I don't fucking care. I, I, don't, I don't hate him. I don't love him. I, don't, I look at things he does, and I'm like, okay, I agree with that. I don't agree with this. But I'm not going to be on the, the Trump dick wagon where I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever. Like your neighbor at your apartment complex? Yeah, I'm kind of like, I'll respect. Because, look, dude, I lived through Obama. I didn't love everything Obama did. I don't love everything Trump did. I respect the I, I respect the United States of America to respect the office, and I'm I'm like this is temporary. It's all temporary. Um, and that's if what it, they thought about Hitler. Well, if Trump has accomplished anything, it's there's never been a time where we're talking more about politics than we are now. And I think that's so good for the country that we've woken up to the point where we can be like, okay, whether you hate this guy or love this guy, we know we're now more involved into knowing what we want. Patton Oswald said it best. We elected a, a wrinkled scrotum covered in Cheeto dust that's racist. Do you think it's crazy, though? Like, before he was president, did you hate him, or was, was he just like... I didn't like him before. Okay. Okay, that's fair. I, I, I can honestly say I didn't like him before, and we've talked about this before. It comes back to the Central Park Five. Okay, yep. For me. That's fair. Like, he had no reason to be on TV. He wasn't a political figure. He wasn't the sheriff. He wasn't the fucking chief of police. He wasn't the mayor, the governor, or anything of New York. He was just a guy with fucking money. Yeah. Talking about how these teenagers should be fucking basically strung up and killed over a crime that we now know they didn't commit. Right. And even if they had committed it, again, he wasn't a political figure or authority on it. He was just a guy with fucking money that lived in New York. I almost blame people as well because to me when I see anybody, it doesn't, mean, it doesn't matter if they're in public office or Joe Schmo, they're a person, and everyone makes mistakes. But I hate how we hold these people accountable to be like God. It's like, oh, you've done this, you've done that. Like, everyone makes mistakes. but I was... will definitely, without question, hold a billionaire accountable. Sure. Period. Absolutely. I'll, I'll hold a billionaire accountable or a homeless person accountable. It's, it's the, the damn principle of just being a good person. And... And, and there's a difference between saying a joke that was relevant and maybe funny 15 years ago and having it come back and bite you in the ass versus calling for the death of five teenagers. Yeah. I'm sorry. There's a, yeah. there's a huge fucking difference there. Right. And I mean, I don't feel like it's that thin of a line. Yeah. Like it's a wide fucking line. It's a chasm. Even, I guess how I saw it at the beginning was 
every president we've had before him has not been. They haven't lived up to what we thought they should. Well, they haven't been wealthy. And so these corporations can come in and lobby these presidents to do certain things. So I kind of thought as Trump is like, oh, he has all this money he can do. Like he's not politically influenced. But at the same time. How much dirt do they have on him in the closet though? Yeah, it could be that too. Yeah, absolutely. It could be a bunch of things. But now I view politics as literally a game show. Right. It's it's about the ratings. And I think that's what it is for Trump. He looks at it as ratings. Oh, for sure, with him. Like, he doesn't give a fuck how this country turns out as long as he comes out on top. I think he does, but I think he's in a bubble. I think he is genuine. Because he's one he, person. Yeah, but... He's not that powerful. He's one person. You're, you're absolutely right. He's not that powerful. He is one person, but he's a person that I fucking, like, to the core of my being... From the core of my being to the core of his, I dislike. Yeah. And it comes back to the Central Park Five. I'd have to sit down with him for a good... Like, if he would sit down for a four-hour podcast and I could drill him, I could just grill him on anything I wanted. He wouldn't answer you. Yeah. He wouldn't. Yeah. He'd dance around it and he'd be like, I'm so much smarter than you. And he'd be like, dude, you can't even read at a fifth grade level. Right. Like... I, I'm fucking sorry, dude. Like, I have zero respect for the man as a person or as a human being. Yeah. Like, I, I'm, I'm just, that's just how I feel. And I know a lot of people will disagree with me, and a lot might agree with me. I don't really care what you think. That's what I think. And, it, yeah. like I said, it comes down to the Central Park Five thing. I was young when this happened, but when I found out about it, and then I, like, before the movie that they just recently made about it, Mm-hmm. I watched a documentary about it, like, probably seven years ago. Yeah. Before he announced his candidacy, before he ran for president. Right. Like, I found out about that, and I was like, what the fuck does this man have saying anything about this? Yeah. Like, he's not part of the judicial system. He's not part of the fucking, like, correction system. He's not part of the government. He's like, He's no one. Yeah. He's just a guy with fucking money. Yeah. And he's sitting here calling for these like five teenagers' heads on fucking spikes yeah. in the middle of downtown New York. Right. Yeah. And ever it, since then I've been like fuck this guy. Yeah, it's all very dis- divisive. I that's the one thing I've noticed more than anything in politics is that left and right, it's a split down the center. It's Yankees versus Red Sox. It's, it's meant to keep us like that. And it's meant, and I think like, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not saying that this is the case. I would not be surprised if Obama, Hillary, Trump fucking love each other behind the scenes. And it's all just a, and and that might be the case. But again, like I said, I, I don't like him as a president, but there's been presidents in the past. I don't like, right. Sure. Like that's not my issue with him. Right. My issue with him is his character. Yeah. What, like him showing his true colors back in the mid-90s. That's fair. That's fair. Like, that's that's my fucking issue with him. Yeah. And, like, it, it, it's crazy to me how quick people are to either, like, hell that as, like, being a hero, even though those guys have been proven innocent and they spent damn near 20 years of their lives behind bars for a crime they never fucking committed. I think it's funny that now we're pat like, I think everyone can look back at Bush and be like all the Bushisms he did, 
and it's so funny. Like, yeah. there were people like when he became when he was governor, he was composed. He was like, he was he and then actually he turned was, it into the president, and he became a fucking <laughs> retard. Yeah. Yeah, Even absolutely. Republicans will say that to this day, like, no. "Oh yeah, Bush Jr." Like he, like that was a bad call, man. That was a bad fucking call. I don't know what would have happened if Jeb would have gotten into office. <laughs> <laughs> At least Trump's entertaining. Like I couldn't imagine if Jeb got in. I and, I don't and know. that's my other issue with Trump too is just like uh, how he treats our allies. Yeah, he's very. Uh, yeah, I, he's he's a dick. I mean, let's be honest. He's a dick. Yeah. If you've read he his... He probably takes those tablets that make his fucking shit smell like roses and have gold leaf on them when they come out of his... If you've shit. ever read his book, The Art of the Deal, it's all on purpose. He does power plays and he portrays himself as this dick because he knows... If Trump's good at one thing, it's marketing. That's what he should have stayed in. He should have stayed in TV business. He probably would be at top of the charts. He went after Arnold fucking Schwarzenegger when he took over The Apprentice and was like, Arnold ruined everything. The ratings were so low. Blah, 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 blah. And then Arnold started chopping back, and all that got Trump was publicity from Arnold's fans. There's no hate. Like, it doesn't matter if you have lovers or haters. People know your fucking name. That's what he understands. And he's using that. He's manipulating people. He is manipulating you into paying attention to him, and he knows he's doing that. Well, and, you know, I used to listen to NPR a lot. Yeah. Um, I've, I've stopped because every other story is about him. Yeah, it, it, it's tiring. It's tiring. And, and, you know, like, I'll still listen to Science Friday with Ira Plato. Yeah. Great show. Not sponsored. <laughs> um, but, you know, the, the run of the mill, like the daily roundup or whatever it is they do on, uh, on NPR, I, I, I just don't listen to it anymore. I can't. Yeah. Um, 1A still has some interesting topics. Again, not sponsored. Uh, if you can't or haven't figured out by this point, I am a, a tree hugging lib- liberal to the nth degree. I did serve my country. I went to war. You'd expect somebody like that to be like a fucking patriot, uh, banner-toting, we- flag-waving American, and I am. You can believe whatever the fuck you want to believe. Yeah. I'll tell you I disagree with you. Yeah. Um, and, That's your right, man. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I... I I got into an argument with my cousin uh, a couple years ago. He was telling me that, uh, you know, like I was talking to him about, like, you know, there's the difference between, like, saying something and doing something and blah, blah, blah. And he was like, well, I have two kids and I would I would die or kill to defend them. And my only response to him was, fucker, I've been to war. You know, he was trying to call me out like I was some fucking pussy. And my only response was, I've been to fucking war. You haven't. And I I don't like to pull that card on people. When people ask me, like, thank me for my service and shit, or ask me about my fucking tattoo right here. Um, 
and I tell them about it, and they're like, oh, thank you for your service. You know, you're such a good person for doing this. I don't give a shit. I don't want to be thanked for my service. I, I've done nothing special. But when somebody comes at me and says, like, I don't have the right to talk how I'm talking or say what I'm saying or that I don't know what I'm talking about, that is my fucking response. I will go to that because 99 times out of 100, they have not been in the same situation. Uh, we were, uh, I got into an argument with a fellow veteran, and he didn't know I was a veteran about gays and transgender people being allowed in the military. I was like, you know what, bro? Anyone can be a bullet sponge. And he's like, I had friends die over there. And I was like, fucker, I have too. Dude, I want to actually. Like, I know where I'm coming from. Yeah. You know, like, you try to pull that card on me, you can't. Like, I... When I say anyone can be a bullet sponge, that's how the fucking military views you as a person. Yeah. You're a piece of fucking equipment. You're not a person. You're a $400,000 piece of equipment. If you get killed, you will be replaced at the cost of $400,000. Yeah. I'm fucking sorry. Um, you were going to ask me something? Yes. I want to get into the really quick. I know we're going a little bit long here, but... I want to ask you about the whole trans movement and things I found out recently that I did not know. Um, so a lot of you might have heard that in California, at the kindergarten, first through second grade, teachers now pull you aside and question your gender identity. Um, and they sit you down oh. and they start asking you questions and they say, do you feel like this gender? Are you sure you feel like that? Now I know, Now I've found out that these billionaire, a lot of them GOP Republicans actually, which is kind of interesting, hmm. that own these uh, hormonal companies that are CEOs of hormone companies okay. Okay. have lobbied Washington to pass these very liberal ideologist um, kind of movements. Like being trans and stuff? Because I have a trans friend. And it's not the trans people that are propagating this. It's these rich billionaires that want to get as many people on hormones as possible. So here's my deal, okay? Mm -hmm. If my opinion matters at all to anybody, and I'm assuming it doesn't, um, I have a trans friend. Excellent human being. Yeah. His name's Jamie. I grew up knowing, knowing him as Laura. And you could tell... From day one of meeting Jamie, back when he was Laura, that he was not Laura. Okay? Mm -hmm. um, and as far as question, having little kids question, like questioning little kids, first of all, I don't think that belongs in the classroom. Right. That is a very personal decision that needs, needs to be made on the level of that. Uh, Parents. Of, and... Well, no, of, of the person. Yeah. It, it's of the person. It's right. not even of the parents. It's of the fucking person. Like, you know, uh, you th there's so many stages throughout life as you grow up. And you know, if you get into an area and you're like, you know, I, I really do feel like I'm a female or I really do feel like I'm a male. Mm -hmm. that That's your call. Or if you're like, I'm gay. Or I'm lesbian. 
Right. That that it's an individual decision. It, it it's an individual, not decision, but experience. Sure. You know where you're coming from. Your teacher doesn't know where you're fucking coming from. Right. Especially as a kindergartner. Right. Yeah. You're too young. Like, like, like I would, you know, most kids I I would say are just like, they're just kids up until they're about in middle school anyway. Yeah. They're just like fucking running around doing kid stuff. You know, like I was not thinking about this shit at all in kindergarten. Exactly. You're just running around. You're like, I want to play kickball. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Like, why aren't we having recess? Why aren't we having recess again? Why are we practicing the alphabet? This is stupid. I want to play. I want to play games. And so I, I would really say, you know, like you shouldn't be asking the students what they are and what they are not or trying to influence them at all. Like. Let them figure them, figure it out for themselves. That's what it's all about, man. Like I've got yeah. nothing against trans people. I, I'm all for it. You know, like do what you want to do. Yeah, and be who you are. Yeah. You know, like if if you feel like you're you're a woman and you are born as a guy, then go after it. But that's something you need to figure out. That's something no one else can tell you. Right. And if like. In my situation, if I had a kid who found out themselves that they went down that route, understandable. But if I found out that my son's kindergarten teacher is propagating this bullshit, I'm going to have a hard look at the, the public education system. And well, be I like, would pull that teacher aside and be like, that's not for you to make. Uh, that's not for you to decide. That's not for me to decide. But the fact that it's that law. Is for that kid it, to decide. The fact that it's law in California that they have to do that is fucked it's not in any po- political pl- and i know there's a big social movement and like social equality and i get that and i respect it and whatever but if you're propagating and asking kids questions that they don't fully know the meaning they don't understand it yeah i mean it's like asking a first grader to do a calculus problem right like they're going to be like what the fuck is this ancient egyptian right you know like and so i disagree with asking the students yeah. Like, it needs to be left out of school. Mm-hmm. What it, what needs to happen is it needs to be normalized. Like, uh, and normalized in a sense that if someone decides to make that transition because that's who they feel they truly are, mm-hmm. no one questions it. It's just like, okay, they're the same person I knew before. Moving on with our life. See, aren't we pretty much in that situation, though? Except the media portrays it as like, I, oh, there's all these fucking assholes that. So, so yes and no. Because, like, for me, I'm I would say I'm very fiscally conservative, but socially liberal. I respect what people want to do. I'm libertarian. If you want to do what it doesn't affect me, live a happy life. It's your right. life. Like, right. be happy. Right. Um. But I I am portrayed as a racist, narcissistic asshole because I agree with some fiscally responsible decisions uh, or or more economical decisions right but i'm kind of blanketed as being a racist piece of shit yeah for sure and i i can see that um but so i i think you're correct to a degree Okay. okay um i think the divide right now is coming mostly through our government officials I feel like most people below the age of 40 are in that mental space where it's like, be who you are. 
Yeah. You know, you know, like as long as you're not killing people or hurting people, do whatever it is you feel like you need to do to make yourself fucking happy sure. as an individual. Yeah. The issue is, is we keep electing these fucking 70 year old senators. Yeah. Okay. That grew up in the fucking fifties. And they're like, no, a guy's a guy, a girl's a girl. There's only like one way to live. And that's fucking monogamous. And you know, heterosexual, mm -hmm. like, fuck you, Ted Kennedy, you yeah. know, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if Ted Kennedy's actually like that. I'm just pulling some name that I recognize off the top of my head, but I, I'm just saying like the, the issue lies in with who we're electing. Okay. And because we keep electing these people that have like stark hard lines on this issue, mm -hmm. There's going to continue to be stark hard lines on the issue in media. Yeah. Okay. Where like I feel like um, anyone around my age or younger or like even slightly older than me, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I can like think what you want of her, but AOC, I guarantee she doesn't give a shit what her constituents believe to be their gender or who their life partners are or spouses or whatever the fuck, right. you know, like she doesn't give a shit about that. She's there to like, she's there to try to run the country the best way she sees fit. She was elected by the people. Exactly. And she doesn't care if those people think that they're a female and they were born male or yeah. a, a male and they were born female. She doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. And that's the way it should be. Right. You need to have people in office that don't get bogged down with these fucking semantics that are like truly people's personal lives and have nothing to do with running the fucking country. Right. Yeah. So no, I would agree with that. I would agree with that a hundred percent because, uh, that's really not the, uh, that's really not the place of politicians for this to decide. Um, We're not going to get pulled off Spotify again, are we? No. Okay. No, no, no. Um, Just wanted to make sure. We yeah. love you, Spotify. You're where all of one of our listeners comes from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, it's really not the decision of politicians to decide that kind of stuff. And I think as we get more established, like that's why I respect Andrew Yang so much. And funny enough, in the Democratic debates... He's asked minimal questions, yet he is the second most trending Democrat on the stage. More than Joe Biden, more than Bernie really? Sanders. Yeah. They, they're talking about him more than anyone else, yet it's suppressed to make you believe that Joe Biden is the savior of fucking earth. That he's the guy to go after. Or Bernie Sanders, one of the two. Like the DNC find that the safe bet. But um, the thing is with... Andrew Yang, the reason he's been so successful, I we feel We saw like. what happened with the safe bet last cycle, guys. Exactly. The, Andrew Yang has not directly badmouthed the president directly, and I think that's why he's been so successful. People are sick of the hate. People want solutions to problems that we're having, and a lot of it's economical shit. His biggest thing is push this $1,000 per month for every American. He's like, imagine how much more creative stuff would come out. Imagine how many moms that are stay-at-home have um, like million idea, dollar ideas in the pocket or whatever. Well, they're not being rewarded for the job they're doing. So we treat staying at home as just a piece of shit, like not contributing to the GDP. Um, yeah. The GDP 
is an outdated system that's run by stocks. It, it tells how well our economy is doing by stocks, and we have to find a way to change that. So that's where I kind of agree with him. He's, uh, he's just very different. Also an entrepreneur, not really a Democrat, not really a Republican, running as a Democrat. But I would view him more as a libertarian. He, uh, he has new ideas. He's not this decisive person, and he cares about people. And maybe that's just part of the whole spiel where, uh, you know, maybe he's just part of the establishment too. But at the same time, it's time for change. It's time for something new. Um, I thought that new thing was with Trump, and I agree a lot of what he's done economically. And there are certain things I don't agree, and I do agree, and whatever. But I'm not going to blanket myself as to saying I'm this party, I'm that party. I can't do that. Because in the end, we're all human beings. We're all just, uh, you know, we're drifting out here trying to live our best lives. So I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm a Trump dick rider because I'm definitely not. Um, yeah, we just need to get to a common understanding and a common place where we can have a discussion and uh, kind of work out where we disagree that's why a big reason why me and dallas have this podcast like we disagree we disagree a lot politically but we're able to have a discussion about it and i think that's kind of what makes it special so you know it's we can all be as divisive as we want but it will never get us to a place where we can uh agree on everything so and i'm back Sorry, what were you saying? I was just saying that pretty much our whole political system in America is keeping us separate, separated so that we don't have discussions. Because really... It, well, that's what this podcast is for. This right? is what I... Because like, you and I kind of disagree what, a little that's bit. That's exactly what I just said, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, we, we're, we're friends, but we do disagree on a few issues that some people would consider to be key issues. But we have the discussion. And yeah. that's what's important. And I think exactly uh, like you go to Canada, most people will be like, I don't like this person, but we're still all human. We're like, we're fighting for the cause of being happy. Cause in the end, that's all we want as individuals is to be happy. Yeah. Um, to, to live your life, have a good existence. And when it's over, like look, be able to look back and be like, you know what? That was an all right time. The system is designed to keep us facing the fact of what it actually is. And that's rich versus poor. As long as we're not fighting about rich versus poor, we're going to keep fighting about all this other stuff that's going to keep us distracted from that. We're out of mixers, aren't we? Yep. Unless we want to move to what? Like Diet, Diet Coke? Diet Pepsi, yeah. Diet Coke, Diet Pepsi? Yep. What would go good with that? Um, You're the one that has to work tomorrow, so. Yeah, pretty much whiskey, bourbon, all that kind of stuff, huh? Um, I have that cheap whiskey still. That's true. <laughs> Ten. Let, let me calculate eight hours. Ten to six. So, hey, I got 30 minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Well, you should probably stop then. And in that case, I will I will stop as well. Yeah. Um, probably I smart. Know we, my we went through quite a bit of that. Yeah. Probably went I'm, through an inch of that. I know my drinking perpetuates your drinking and vice versa. And yeah. yeah. But yeah. I'm very I, competitive I, with drinking. <laughs> I, I, I do appreciate that about this podcast. I know we tend to get a little political from time to time or focus on the military because that's like what my experience is. Yeah. But 
the fact that we can disagree on something and then like just still remain friends afterward. I don't know if it's the into- intoxication or the fact that we're mature. Well, plus talking it through, like you've definitely changed some opinions that I've had because we have the conversation. Really? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm not closed-minded in the sense where I believe this one thing and I'm going to die for that. Like having the conversation, it's like, oh, I understand your viewpoint there. I totally get that. And that kind of shifts where I do my research or whatever. So I found out Liz just turned off the swamp cooler, which is why the temperature in here just like bumped up 10, 15 degrees. I'm intoxicated, so I can't really tell either way. I just thought it was the alcohol. Oh, I'm, I'm intoxicated too. But I thought I, I was Simon. I was going to, I was going to take off my shirt and freaking <laughs> You're gonna be Simon, like Simon it up. Simon. Oh my God. As long as you're not like uh, Mikey boy and start pulling your penis out, we're, we're still cool. Yeah. Um, I can't do that now that we're on YouTube. I did that. I as, that's just true. so you guys know, I did that in all the previous episodes. I just sat naked in the chair. Yeah. You just didn't know I, about I just it. had to fucking deal with it, you yeah. know? Like, I mean, it, it was a thing that happened. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully within a week or so, we'll be able to buy a new mic. Uh for our third mic and then get some guests. I don't know what happened with that one. Did it fall down one time? I, I don't know. It must have. Uh, so everyone that was part of that episode with Richie and it sounded like really like metal. Sorry about that. Like tinny. It's um, like an echo or something. Yeah. You know, deal with it. Move on. Keep listening if you want to. We have cheap in our title. It's so true. yeah, it's very true. So we, fuck we off. We're we we have that in our title. Uh, we are definitely putting that putting this whole thing together that way. Yep. Very slowly. I mean, like this computer isn't even dedicated to this. It's more dedicated towards like you know playing video games. But fuck it, you know it's what we have right now. Exactly. Um. So, while we're rolling on two and a half hours, as you can see, um, the alcohol kind of helps us loosen up a little bit and talk a little more frequently, and I personally don't feel like I'm grasping at material, but... Yeah. Well, that's a problem I have. That's, that's That's the realization I've come to, is that without this fucking liquid... I'm boring as shit. Uh, I don't think you're boring. It's just... Um, I don't loosen up as much. I, I feel like part of it is we feel like we're catering to an audience. How large of an audience, we don't know. Okay? Hmm. But it's like, okay, I'm catering to an audience. They won't, they're expecting something out of me. I started this drunk. I'm not drunk right now. That's fair. And I, like, so they're... They're expecting like this certain persona out of me and I'm not that way right now. So I feel like I'm pulling teeth with this thing. Um, so I respect your decision to stop drinking for a month as I'm drinking. Yeah, this uh, we'll come back to that in a minute, but maybe for the podcast, you make an exception. Yeah. Yeah, as long as I'm, because uh, the problem is, like, I gain a tolerance really fast. I mean, I've had 
That's the problem with uh, being a white person, apparently. Well, what? This is my fourth drink of 100 proof vodka, and um, like I feel fine, and that's kind of the problem. I feel like, and and when I started, the the girl that I sent one of the dick pics to, I'm so sorry about that, by the way, but anyways, about that, okay. Um, (laughs) She stopped drinking, and she was like, she was way more into drugs and drinking than I was, and the fact that she gave it up for coming up on a year now. It, it kind of like painted a perception like, holy shit, you don't need this. That, that's true, uh, I, and I agree with you 100%, but do you feel personally like you have a problem with it? I feel like personally I could be a better – I could be a more entertaining sober person if I spent enough time being sober. I feel like okay. if, if – okay. Because maybe it is that I don't feel comfortable being sober, so I feel like I have to drink alcohol. Where, in fact, if I spent enough time being sober, maybe and I would acclimate to being just more silly all the time. In, in front of the mic? Yeah. Yeah. Um, fair enough. Because I've done it before. I mean, I, w- I was stone cold sober when I called all those people out at the wedding yesterday and was like, apparently I was supposed to give a speech. I had no idea. And uh, alcohol, it's a, it's a balance. It's a dichotomy. Oh, it's, for sure. Like, I'm, I'm buzzed right now. I'm not, like, fucking gone, though. I've had know? some of the best times of my life on alcohol. I've had some of the best times of my life sober. But I feel like I wouldn't have the perspective that I had without alcohol in some sense. Right, right. Um, I, you know, to be honest with you, though, I'm not sure how willing I am to do this without this little bit, at least on my part. Right. And I feel like a schmuck drinking alone. But if it comes down to it, I'll support you in sobriety for at least a little while. And uh, But I kind of would like this to be a little more loosey-goosey. Sure. I, th- I feel like, if anything, this makes me more... More... Let's see. Okay. Lowers my energy. I don't know. I feel like really? uh, I feel like it makes me more anxious. Like it creates okay. a, a more baseline anxiousness because of the stimulant. And I'm on Wellbutrin too, which is pretty much a stimulant. It's kind of like a, it's like a little hit to get rid of that uh, nicotine buzz. Like it, it hits you the same way nicotine does. So it kind right. of replaces right. that. Right. Uh, and now that I'm doing that plus vaping, it's probably not the greatest for my mental sanity, but right, I'm here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fuck it, dude. Um, so we'll try to wrap this up now. Uh, this has been Cheap Shot Discussions with Caden Thompson and Dallas Weaver. I'm Dallas. I'm Caden. Um, this is our first video stream. Uh, if you're at all interested in hearing what this was like before the video stream, just go back and listen to our previous episodes. You can find them on anchor.fm. FM or FN? That's FM. Yeah, FM. Like the radio station. Foxtrot mic. Or uh, Spotify, Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts. We're pretty much everywhere now. Yeah. We're, we're Apple, Spotify, uh, Google, uh, yeah. Google Pocket. Well, they're getting rid of that. I don't know if you heard about that. I didn't hear about that. Google but Play Music's going away. But uh, I I hope it doesn't go away entirely. I've got a lot of songs saved on there. So they're transitioning to YouTube Music. That's what it's called now. They if ch- I already pay for a membership yes. to Google Play. Yep. You okay. already have access to YouTube Music. Wonderful. That's all I want to know.
But yeah, so like if you're at all interested in hearing our previous discussions, uh, just go back and start uh, with just the audio files. Hopefully you don't find us too boring. My name's, again, Dallas Weaver because I'm drunk and I can't remember that I told you that until I start saying it. Uh, this is Cheap Shot Discussions and, you know, go fuck yourself.